We are live. Hello, salutations, and what to do? I'm Sadat the Gamer. I am Jay Shockblast. Azure Lavender. Welcome to the After Show Podcast. Graceful uh, intro. That's what I do best. <laughs> I am graceful. Appreciate that. Appreciate everyone. What's up, Divine Shine? Eastwood. Let's get the, we got the we got the chat rolling here, and we are already lost casual. Holy! Oh boy! Holy! Holy! Get the. Yeah, there we go. Are we good? Are we good? So I got I have the alerts right here. We got the chat right there. <laughs> What's up, Ant? What's up, Philly? The taco. Oh man, so uh what a week, you know, another week in the books. Yeah. Uh yeah. I hit a I hit a I hit a, hit a lot of milestones today. Uh we're we're about 200 away from 25,000 subscribers. So appreciate Thanks. everyone that that has been uh blowing my YouTube. So we usually talk gaming mostly, but uh today we're going to start off by talking some sports we're not just uh we're not just sweaty nerds who only talk about video games and animes and what have you we also we also follow sports so we wanted to talk about mainly i just wanted to dunk on the lakers for a while so (laughs) and and listen if there's ever going to be anything that the two of us can agree on it's that absolutely Uh, any any and all uh lebron slander um, unless unless it's uh, Team USA in the Olympics, then go LeBron. Of course, of course. there will be plenty of LeBron slander. Do not <laughs> do not worry. Appreciate all everyone coming in. James Outlaw. We're going to, today. We're going to be talking about uh, NBA. We're going to be talking about Avengers, Gotham Knights, the all the stuff going on with DC and everything like that. But uh, we're we're going to lead off with uh, the question of the the title. And of the night, are the Lakers the worst team in the NBA? We'll start with a, a unbiased basketball fan, Jay Shockless. <laughs> Listen, anytime I can like talk some smack about the Lakers is a good day. Uh, obviously, I'm from Boston, so I'm a big uh, you know Celtics fan, Boston sports fan in general. Lakers, obviously, Celtics, Lakers one of the seminal rivalries in all of sports um you know so and uh yeah it's it's good to see they got what didn't they get that uh that covid title that really shouldn't count for anything oh my uh, god that not 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 the not the bubble title <laughs> not the, the bubble title yeah <laughs> not the asterisk that, that, title. You put asterisk yeah <laughs> i do i do because that that whole season was kind of a joke um but yeah like I, they're creeping up on the Celtics. Uh, I don't know. We're not tied yet, are we? I think we still have one more than they do. Uh, title, but yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember. I think they either you guys were either one above them, or you may still be one above them. I can check. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I can check their. Yeah, they might have tied us with that stupid bubble title, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm still celebrating that 08 title. We should be celebrating the 2021 title. Should have won. We should have beat freaking uh, the the Warriors. But shoulda, coulda, woulda. You lost. That that's how cope, it goes. Cope. Uh, you, are, I, you, are, you are actually officially tied at 17 apiece. 
Okay. So, well, I'll tell you, my Celtics are going to be a problem this year because uh, even the white boys are hooping for uh, us. I, I mean, I thought you were talking about your coach. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was a, yeah, I was a, <laughs> that was uh, honestly still I don't understand like what happened. Uh, except for he banged like every executive's wife and thought it was okay. Thought there was gonna be no fallback. Um, yeah, that was that was shocking. And Andy stepped out on uh, what's her name? Um, Leah Long. Yeah, how you, how you yeah. that's that's like how do you? That's the outrage right there. How you cheat on Leah Long? How you cheat on Leah Long? I don't know. I don't know what's more egregious. You know, definitely that. Like, you know, I mean, like, I I I can't. Well, I mean, the guy we got now. Uh, Missoula, uh, he seems to be doing pretty good, other than our bad night against Chicago. Uh, there was like a bad Boston versus Chicago night. I don't know what happened. Like they just got it's, lucky. That's early in the season. Yeah. Happens. Well, yeah. We we had this conversation the other day that regular season games, like, yeah, you have to win some, but really it just comes down to making the tournament, and pretty then pretty everything much. is just you know you sort it out there. Yeah. Um, now, casual. You're a Midwest guy. What, what is your, are, what is your uh, NBA allegiance? Um, I, I don't have allegiance to anybody. Like I, I'm a, I got allegiance to the game. So as long as you respecting the game, I, I rock with you. Like um, my, my taste in players, you know, has changed. You know, over the years. Like I used to hate Kobe, but you know, mm-hmm. as I, you know, kind of got older and matured a little bit, it's like I just respected what he brought to the game. Absolutely. And, that turned into like, you know, he became one of my favorite players, you know, even, you know, now, um, you know, that's why I was going to remind you of that um, after that 08 Celtics title, the, Lot- the Celtics, I mean, the Lakers, I'm tweaking, the Lakers came right back and got, you know, two back to back on the back end of that. But, um, yeah. yeah, the well, Lakers this year, bro. Even like, 2010 too, so. You said you, so you said you, do you in fact have a LeBron James shrine in your, in your room behind you, casual? As a chat, someone who can chat is a claim. <laughs> nah, like, um, you know, I, I got a pretty objective view of LeBron. Um, I was more of a fan of his prior to Miami than mm-hmm. um, post Miami. And Fair. um, the stuff with the Lakers, like him going to the Lakers and stuff is like, that's, that's just classic LeBron at this point. And you guys are seeing the, the um, consequences of those kind of decisions. Like you can't just slap players together as like, yeah. You have to factor in chemistry and things like that. And it's like when they went out to Westbrook, I was like, yeah, y'all. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know who's doing scouting over there. LeBron. LeBron. From what I can tell, LeBron is the GM of of uh, all the teams he goes to. And their his scouting is based on who who comes to my barbecue and who is uh, signed to my the- who's signed to my agency. Who comes yeah. to the, uh, the the barber shop thing they do? Yeah, the barber shop. Because <laughs> uh, um, like... I'll tell you what though, I have a, a a little bit of an admiration for LeBron after watching a documentary uh, that's on Netflix right now. Uh, I think it's called the Redeem Team. Oh yeah, the um, the, Olymp- the Olympic yeah. Oh, oh, oh um, Olympics yeah. Yeah, so I watched that and uh, like I don't know. My dad was a Marine, so I'm a little patriotic. I get into the Olympics, stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, so just seeing all those guys come together 
and like the way they came together and how much you know that usa mattered and how much like they, they were going out and watching all the different show uh sports you know they were out supporting the gymnastics team the volleyball team you know they were out there watching michael phelps like that really kind of humanized them a little bit more for me mm. um especially kind of seeing how kobe really changed that team um just his attitude because he was always that was part of his redemption arc too yep you know because he had a really negative uh you know reputation at that point but um i always respected kobe i i he's one of those few lakers where it was like it was tough to really hate him kind of like how i felt about uh steph curry in the finals like there's a lot of times when you're in a series and you're like oh i hate that guy i hate these guys you know they they're they're like like uh your boy uh lowry you know i can't stand kyle lowry <laughs> but like but like i i respected kobe i respected Same. you know steph curry because i felt like they they play the game right you know absolutely and they play the game hard so yeah i, I would say actually kobe like as far as like celebrity deaths go probably one of the ones that shook me the hardest like yep, yep. of all time 100 percent shook that's me. the only one that ever really affected me um prior to oh uh, after that it was um chadwick boseman like that yeah. definitely caught me off guard but um, prior to Kobe, it was like, I, I, you know, always empathize with the situation, but I never really felt it that close. But it's like Kobe that had me shook. Yeah. What I said, I needed, I needed like a whole day to recover. I will, <laughs> and it was because I used to, I, Kobe was a player I grew up loving to hate. Like I love watching him, uh, but I would always argue with my friends because I was a, I was a diehard Iverson fan and, and I had friends who were diehard Kobe fans and, and I, and I always, I always hated how the Lakers uh, beat beat the uh, beat the Sixers in the finals because I was like, man, if Iris would just have more help, <laughs> I always maintained if Iris would have more help, he'd have all he'd had all he'd had all the rings. But I I still respected the hell out of Kobe. Like I was a basketball player myself. Uh, I did some coaching, and I would always watch Kobe film and and study and study his game. Like Kobe, it just the the psychotic way he approached working out and and approached the game like that rubbed off on everybody like like a big part the big thing from that redeem team was how his work ethic rubbed off on some of the other players like guys like lebron they all they went over went on to had like career years and i mean we're seeing to this day the results of kobe's influence on lebron lebron's an old man you know he's he's yeah. been, he's been in the league 40 years and he's and i mean the lakers are, are ass right now but lebron lebron still looks still looks pretty good despite his lebron age. still looks like he could go out there and line up at tight end on yeah, sunday what, for like the rams 100, you know? I, I, the crazy thing is lebron i was watching i was watching the lakers game against the uh the blazers the other day another loss of course <laughs> and, and i was just watching in awe at how lebron at 38 looks younger than anthony davis at like 27 <laughs> like yeah, it. i was about to say he he kind of looks younger on the floor than um like kevin durant is like when you look at the the full span of their careers like you know curry and and kevin durant they're on the back end of their careers already and it's like lebron is still there bro. like lebron is still competing with them and it's like this dude has been in the league since 03, 04. Like, that is insane. That's wild. That's wild. I, I, I don't like LeBron personally, but I definitely respect him as a as a player and and 
have to you know salute, salute him for taking such care of himself and and then be able to play at such a high level but because i don't like him personally i take great pride and pleasure in watching his team uh loud around because holy are they bad <laughs> and they've got like so many players that like on paper should be good no like, they that's, don't. Ster- <laughs> that's the thing they don't, they don't even, like like on pa- like on, pa- like, if on you look- paper russell westbrook should be good okay on paper russell westbrook should be good 10 years ago <laughs> but, yeah, but, I, mean, but, I get it. Uh, that logic on paper, Ben Simmons should be good right now. <laughs> right. Like, I'm wondering who's going to be the co- first coach fired. Like, Steve Nash, <laughs> that dude might get canned. And then yeah, uh, yeah, Doc they, Rivers. Yeah, what, 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 I mean, Doc Rivers, 100. Doc Rivers, holy shit, what a terrible coach. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, I like Doc Rivers like the person. But even when he coached the Celtics, I kind of feel like he lucked into a championship. 100, they should have won more. <laughs> they should they absolutely should have won more that's what i they should have beat miami in 09 they should have won uh in 10 like they should have won those those series and, and they, they got didn't banged up along the way too yeah yeah but like but they could have still and i also don't understand what they did to um uh ray allen i don't really know i never understood any of that stuff disrespected them that's what they did they did <laughs> no they did absolutely um, and I they, never really understood that. And they, that, and, that team was pretty special. And, and, they should have won so yeah. much. And they relied too much on Kendrick Perkins. Like he refused to, to, to yeah. not use Kendrick Perkins. And it's yeah, just, I, uh, he's just he's it's like he's incapable of making adjustments. Is why like the six the Sixers roster like the Lakers roster is terrible. It makes perfect sense why they're doing bad. Their roster is awful. The Sixers roster is really good, but they're struggling because Doc Rivers can't coach to save his life. The Lakers on paper. Their roster should not work. I, I, I was I looked at the worst the, the teams the worst records in the league. Uh, over the East is the is the Magic. Over on the West, of course, the Lakers. And I was just looking through their roster, and I'm like, yeah, this the Magic roster. Apart from they don't have the start, they don't have you know LeBron, AD. But outside of that, their roster is better <laughs> than the Lakers. The Lakers roster they they have they have talented young players they have players that can shoot they have players who can lock down def- play defense like the lakers are old they they their defense their best defensive stopper is patrick beverly who's like five years past his prime and ad in theory but he he moves like he has arthritis in every part of the part of his body he's made of paper <laughs> like, I, I mean... like i was watching him run and like like I like I, every every literally every time, eighty eighty has every every play happens. I see eighty holding his back or holding his knee. Something is always wrong with this guy. He's just shuffling up the court, and it, it, I just feel bad for him. I I, t- I take back my on paper comment. You're right. This team is doo doo. Yeah, like they're start. <laughs> you got they're, Scottie they're, Pippen Jr. They're starting Lonnie Walker. <laughs> Lonnie Walker is so all of that is bad. Lonnie Walker is so bad he could he had to the, cut his hair. The Spurs couldn't make him work. Like he he was picked by the Spurs. They put him through their whole development, their whole development ringer. They put they tried him in their affiliates. They put him through their coaching, and they gave up. On, they had to give up on him. And they make uh, everybody. They make everybody good. Lonnie Walker is. Dog water. They hired they hired him as a defensive as a defensive stopper, three three and D guy, shoot threes, play defense. And he can't do either. He's 
he's uh he's average at best on defense. At least he tries, but yeah. he can't shoot. <laughs> like none of none of them can shoot. What the hell? Yeah, the, the Lakers they they're in a phase where they value you know name recognition over actual you know chemistry and talent that's being brought to the team. So it's like picking up AD like that original trade for AD. I get it. You know, it's like pairing him with LeBron at that time made made a lot of sense. Perfect but sense. you gave up a lot of, you know, pieces that you probably could have moved around to other places to get a couple of valuable players in return and have a, you know, decent roster around LeBron. Maybe not a superstar with him, but, but you could have filled out that roster a little better and maybe held on to one of those pieces if you needed to. But, you know, AD, it's like if you, you can, you can just look at him and tell, like, he's one of those players who... His, his, I don't know whether it's the training. I don't, I don't know what he's doing in the offseason, but it's like your, your conditioning, something is a problem. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is a problem every year with the exception of like one or two season, t- seasons where, you know, you had an okay postseason. Like the um the season where they beat the um the Blazers when they had Rondo and Drew Holiday and they beat the Blazers in the first round. And then they got, uh, I think they got swept by the Warriors. They, they went out there and got smoked by the Warriors <laughs> right after that, but... <laughs> Because he was healthy the whole time, so it's like with the exception of like moments like that in the um the year that they won, his his health record is is terribly spotty, and you know his competitive drive just is always been in question in in key moments. And a lot of times it's like I I, I want players who are who are going to go out there and compete. Like you get mad when you're losing. You know what I'm saying? You're you, you holding other people accountable yeah. and things like that. I don't. I don't need a guy who's just kind of coasting, and, and the Lakers. That that just seems to be their energy. Like they, they yeah, don't really care 100%. that much about losing. And and Westbrook is just clearly in denial. So it's like you can't even <laughs> you can't do anything with that dude. I I I literally don't understand why they traded for him because like even at the time, like it's not even a a, a hindsight thing. At the time, Westbrook was bad. <laughs> at the time, people were like, "Hey, maybe West is Westbrook ever going to re- figure out that." At this stage of his career, he needs to develop a jump shot and make better. No, like at the time, it, it was it was bad, and they still they, they still came up. At, I I I just don't get it. Like AD, at least it was a gamble, but it was it was a gamble that I understood how they made. I don't even think it was a gamble though. Like he was he was young and pretty much in his like prime yeah, when they made but, that trade but we knew but we knew the memes like <laughs> like yeah like like ad but and also he he catch to casual's point he never really showed that killer instinct like his yeah like his best run was when he was paired with another alpha in a rondo and and drew holiday and he looked he looked great playing next next to those guys but once he got to la it's like his, the work took a back the, the worst side of his personality came out and he's just kind of like coasting and it's definitely a, a in shape thing because Jamal Murray we when they put the Lakers in in the Nuggets play each other and I saw Jamal Murray Jamal Murray has missed what almost two seasons with the with knee issues and I saw Murray come out just looking spry dunking going down to going going in the paint crossing people up like he looked he looked great and ad is just limping up and down the court can barely like it's it has to be a a conditioning thing because ad has ad has never looked like like he's never i've never seen ad come out of offseason and think oh man 
That guy, he's looking, he's looking ripped. Like, like well, he, he may also be going the full Greg Odin though. Like his knees might just be cooked. That that might that Could might be, be a case too. Could be. I, I think, like I said, people are looking at his his talent, like what he's able to do athletically, defensively, all of that stuff. People compare that, especially when you see people like Giannis. Like Giannis' progression from when he first came into the league to where he is now. That's, that's the result of hard work, ded dedication, and wanting to be better and wanting to win. AD is like you kind of peaked way too early, and it's like you you haven't done anything to move past that. And I, I kind of compare it to um, Dwight Howard. Like Dwight Howard had all the tools to mm -hmm. to take off even further than what he was at his prime. He just he wouldn't take advice. He wouldn't take information from you know the greats who came before him, who tried to give him the keys to the game. You you close your ears to it, and then you know now look where he is in his career, and I, I see AD kind of taking the same trajectory. Yeah, yeah, and the, but the crazy thing about Howard is like he started taking his career more seriously like after it was pretty much already over. Like he he kind of reinvented himself as like a a veteran big man for hire, kind of like how Javale McGee is going around now. He's like, okay, well, there's a there's a role for certain that that for big men that can just block shots, rebound, hustle, catch lobs. And 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 for a little bit Dwight was like, I could, hey, I could do it. I could get in great shape. I'm already, I've always I've always been in great shape and I could just I just come in, do do the dirty work and do that. Like that's that's viable. AD like he like I felt like all right, if AD isn't going to if he's not going to improve athletically, I'm like, all right, at least improve your shooting. And that's something he started working on, but he can't shoot. <laughs> he, he can't shoot anymore. Like I don't even know what happened. Like his shoot, his shot doesn't even look bad. Like he, like he developed his shot. I assume so he would not have to attack the rim as much because you know he's kind of soft. Let's be honest. It, which is, you know, it's fine. You know, be be the be the Chris Bosh. You know, pick and pop for LeBron. That's perfectly viable. But he can't shoot anymore either. Like it's crazy. Like the Lakers. I think they're collectively shooting what like 20 percent from three or something or something crazy i know i know westbrook is shooting like eight percent from three <laughs> like literally eight <laughs> percent on the season I, I i had to double take when i was looking at the when i was looking at the numbers like he's literally shooting eight percent i think ad shooting like 18 percent from three on the year it's like if you're if you're gonna be a, a pick and pop big, like I mean you gotta you gotta be able to pop like, like I'm looking at like his numbers on paper look okay, but uh compared at least compared to his other teams, he's shooting 50, he's only shooting fifty two percent. Yeah, he's shooting eighteen percent from three. And and it's like how how many seasons has be has he been trying to extend his range now? Like three or four? And, like, and this is where we're at. It's not happening at this point. He's um, he's shooting worse than Giannis. <laughs> I, I think LeBron. I think LeBron is just trying to make sure that he can like play with Bronny with the Lakers. Assuming he even gets drafted. Oh, that's true. I guess. But <laughs> I thought. I thought. Wh where is Bronny now? I thought is he a senior? Or is he in college? Uh, he's grad. He's supposed to be graduating this year. Okay, yeah. but he's he looks like he's going to be good, right? Or is the younger one better? No, Bryce, Bryce is going to be better. Bryce looks like Bryce is our the, the problem. The problem is, of course, genetics. Like if you're not like Bryce is like 15 and he's already like 6'6". 
Yeah. <laughs> and like Bronny. So it's hard to judge. Yeah. Bronny is a senior. Bronny is, you know, is, is graduating. He's about to go to college and he's like 6'3. And the shorter you are, the more skill you have to be to compensate because NBA is a different animal. And Bronny is a, from what I've seen, Bronny is a solid player, but he doesn't do anything spectacular. Like he does, he's 6'3, but you know, he doesn't have explosive athleticism like like John ja Morant. And he, you know, he's he has good court vision, you know, he has a high IQ. He can shoot the ball, but he's not shooting like Trey Young or Steph Curry. So it's kind of like he looks unless he grows he's project he's he's projecting as a role player at best. I was about to say he should be looking at people like um Seth Curry, you know, trying yeah. to get inspiration like, from that. Like like you have to have to fit into like, a team. You have to have an elite skill in order to make it in the NBA. Like and like you, you especially if you're if you don't have great size. Like it, at that size as a guard, you know, if you don't have elite athleticism, you better have an elite jump shot. Like you better be pulling from 30. <laughs> you better be shooting off be able to shoot off screens off yeah. the off the dribble. You need you need something. So DeBronny should definitely work on getting something elite. Otherwise, the only way he's getting in the league is literally off of nepotism. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he, I mean, Scottie Pippen Jr. is on the, the Lakers. So, I mean, I know he's okay, but like, you know, there you're there are definitely guys that get at least a cup of coffee off their name. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, LeBron, like if he says sign my kid, you know, they're going to sign his kid. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, um, if Giannis can keep his brother, you know, with a roster spot, you know, <laughs> yeah. LeBron definitely can get a sign a spot in the league. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, I, I'll tell you, though, like, obviously, uh, I'm a Celtics fan. I haven't watched a lot of other teams yet, um, but I've watched probably watched three of the Celtics games so far. And they're looking good <laughs> oh yeah i mean, I, I, mean like, I knew they i mean i knew they would like they basically kept the same roster and then they just yeah. add then they just fixed a big hole by adding malcolm brogdon yeah they, yeah they came away from last season with much needed experience and confidence like you got all the way to the finals you beat some pretty good teams on your way there and you you got a lot of film you can look at from the finals to kind of grow from and i i love 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 jason tatum and jalen brown like honestly already two of my favorite celtics ever and it looks like tatum especially kind of filled in some of the gaps that he needed to like he's going hard in the paint like he's attacking the rim like a lot better and there are a lot of times where he would settle for these little you know rinky dink jump shots yeah. when he he just ha if he just drove to the net he would you know get at least a foul but probably score most of the time uh Jalen he still looks like he's having some dribbling issues here and there but like uh he's still like the, those two have been like lighting it up every night and uh I don't know Malcolm Brogdon looks like he's a, a great piece uh I love it that it's basically him and Smart sharing time mm -hmm. um because I like Smart but Smart has nights where he's like feeling himself and, and he should not uh, be. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and and that that has always been a problem with Smart. Um, but, you know, elite defender, like one of the best Blue probably guy. of all time. Blue guy. You know? Confirm, uh -huh. confirm more valuable than KD because they, they would not include him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I 
I'm liking this team so far. I mean, uh, it's a little weird seeing Blake Griffin running up and down the Celtics <laughs> uniform. Yeah, I think was, I think so it's weird. the second weirdest player ever, <laughs> with the first being Shaquille O'Neal. Um, because that, was, that was that was really yeah, weird. That was super weird. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, it's gonna be a fun year. I don't. I think they. I think they've got a legit shot to go all the way. Um, as they they should. You know, they should be. You know, one of I think the three or four favorites. You know, probably with the Bucks. I'm per- I'm personally um, rooting for the Celtics to fail miserably. And, of course. And, and uh, I hope the Sixers fire Doc Rivers uh, immediately and, and, and make the run. Because the, I mean, on paper, that's I, I hope they right. hold him and then Steve Nash as long as they can. Because how are the Nets so bad so far? I mean, like that they, that they roster. Did nothing. I mean, they but, did nothing in obviously. <laughs> I mean, I mean and Ben Simmons ben like Simmons. is like. Ooh. I mean, he looks Ben Simmons. So here's so here's the thing. Part part of it part of it is is injuries. You know, they they haven't had T.J. Warren and Steph and Seth Curry yet. But and I think Harris is already hurt. But I'm just looking. I'm just looking at them, and I'm like Simmons. There are flashes where the Simmons, KD, Kyrie thing works. Like they're. Uh, they're using Simmons a bit better than he was a lot better than he was being used in Philly. You know, they're, they have some pretty good uh, actions when they were, when they're using him in dribble handoff scenarios. But the problem is they need, they, the nets were already always relying on that third star. You know, they had, they had some complimentary role players, but they were designed to be carried by three stars. And now they only have two. Yeah, Ky- Kyrie's balling out. You know, KD is is doing his thing, but Simmons is not a third star. Like he is not his his defense has been pretty good in places. Other other situations, he just looks like he just it's just giving up on plays. And Giannis was was definitely bullying him a little bit when he because he took it because he took it kind of personal that he was uh, having some shooting issues. I, I think so. the Nets are, are like the opposite of the Lakers, where the Lakers think name recognition can can carry a roster. The the Nets um, fell under the, the the misbelief of scoring can is all you need. So all oh, we got yeah. KD, we got Kyrie, who we don't have to worry about with scoring until it's a close game and you get to the last you know few minutes of the game. They're not making those shots, and that's that's been tough you know for the past few years. And then it's like. You, you have that's where coaching is supposed to come in. So you, the coach determines who gets the ball the last play of the game. And it's like, oh, well, you know, hey, Katie, you do it or Kyrie, you do it, whatever. Ben Simmons, we know you're not going to do anything. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. the other team has nothing to figure out. You know, Katie is going to run up and, you know, shoot a long jumper. Kyrie is going to, you know, shoot something falling away. You, you, you want those shots. If you're the other team, it's like, we'll live with that. You know, that's, that's almost as good as letting LeBron shoot. So it's like, yeah. you're not worried about that stuff. So they did nothing to take a step forward this year. Um, Steve Nash should have never should have been hired to begin with. I don't. I don't know. I guess they thought, hey, well, Steve Kerr, he he worked out. Yeah, let Steve Nash yeah, shoot yeah. a little bit. He's Maybe he high, 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 IQ, high IQ. But yeah, just because you're just because you have a high IQ basketball IQ doesn't doesn't mean it, that translates to coaching. Coaching, coaching is a different matter. Yeah, I, I let me tell you though. Oh, good. I was gonna, I, let me tell you though. Nothing is more satisfying than watching Kyrie fail. Like <laughs> nothing like honestly might be definitely top three most hated person in like Boston sports history. Easily. He's I like right think. there with Roger Clemens. I mean, and, and it's 
so many reasons too. I was gonna say that's that's actually kind of turned into a blessing for you guys because it's like you guys really has how much you could do without him. Like that first season, he was there. He was hurt. Um, he low-key got Gordon Hayward hurt (laughs) throwing that that pass to him. I was watching that live. That was brutal. I was like, bro, why would you? I'll tell you what it what it is for me though. Like, because there's a lot of people out there that don't understand why Boston fans have such a disdain for him. It's not that he left. If he just left like and he kept his mouth shut no big deal Mm. it's that he literally sat there in front of an entire crowd with a microphone and said hey uh, if you guys will have me back i'm gonna resign at the end of the season literally never seen any player ever do anything like that in the history of sports and then spent the whole season uh being dodgy and cagey and uh changing his mind and then when he left, the first chance he had, to, like, the, there were a couple of times where he was like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't play. And so the first time he comes back to Boston and they give him a hard time, instead of just manning up and taking it, he's like, ah, oh, they're racist. They were saying racist things to me and blah, blah, blah. They're all a bunch of racist, 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 you know, and it kills me because I know it's not true. I'm sure there's some stupid people up there. That I mean, are, it, I mean, it is, shit. I mean, it is Boston. You can say that about anywhere. Anywhere, yeah, but particularly it, it, Boston in particular, though. No, yeah, no, I, listen, I live um, here, Utah, OKC. Like, I've been to games in all sorts of places, all right, and rivalry games. I've been to Red Sox, Yankee games, uh, Patriots, Jets games. Like, I've been to big time sporting events, and it is not like that at all. And I'm not saying that there's not a, a knucklehead here or there saying stupid shit to get a reaction, okay, but like that killed me because he did that so specifically to take the heat off himself oh, for, for sure. being such he def- like and he, that is what bothered me the he def- most. He definitely tried he definitely tried to scapegoat it like use it yep. use it to shield the black fact that you know he just uh, he was, at the time was just a bad he's a bad leader. He was hurt yeah. he was hurt he didn't he didn't do he didn't do his job and that that's that's it. Boston. That's what makes it yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Man. You know, him and KD they both want to be you know looked at as the the leader so bad but then, they don't understand leadership comes with accountability and nobody wants to step up front and take the blame for a lot of the bad decisions being made over there both on the court and off the court is like Bill Russell if you're the leader you're, you're the first person that got to take the lump. There's a statue of Bill Russell in Boston. Bill Russell beloved in Boston. Now, if we want to talk about Boston in the 1960s and 70s, yeah, it was like everywhere else. I get it. Awful times to live in, but like we're talking about now, all right, where we literally have Ortiz and Tatum and Pierce and all these black players' names on our backs, well, t- you know? T- Tatum don't count. He likes you. <laughs> I have no comment on that, all right? I don't I don't yeah. I don't understand. But 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 the whole but but the there's always there's always been that complicated issue with sports. Like even yeah. ba- even back in the seventies and the and and everything like that, like pe- people would have you know the the jerseys of black players, and also be extremely racist. Like they, they, like like they, they they can separate the two. Like especially Boston. And maybe it's Boston me. Was, I can't. Boston was great at it. What, <laughs> what I'll add to that is this: um, as you can see, a lot like when that came out, a lot of players were like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, of course there's racism. It's racism all over the league and the yeah. crowd and stuff." I, I feel like that falls under the loud minority, you know, situation. So it's like, yes, the people who 
who want to do that stuff, you know, you can get them tossed out of the game. You can get them banned and stuff mm. like that. Like the league has been addressing those issues when mm. they pop up. But, you know, it's just something that, you know, it's like it, it, they don't try to let it represent, you know, the league or the fandom in, in total. So, yes, there are going to be people who, you know, come to games and show out like that. But most players handle it professionally. And, of course, when they're coming under fire, they're not like, oh, well, you know, Utah is racist. So that's why, you know, this, that and the other. Yeah. That's why I played bad and stuff like that. No, it's like that's not what it's about. I played bad. Absolutely. It's my fault. Whatever. You get what I'm saying? It's like the yeah. people who try to deflect. You, you're not good with accountability to begin with, you know, like Kyrie, like, and that's um, exactly what it, it, Yeah. And that's you, exactly you what it is. And that's why it like bothered me so much because I would like, I would, if, if LeBron like said something like that, and I know that he kind of tried to, but then he backed off of it a little bit. Like I, I would buy it a little bit more from somebody. What the fuck? I hate ESPN.com having autoplay ads. <laughs> Like I just keep randomly getting like these noises in my ears, at, and like I yeah. have it pa like whatever. Anyway, I, honestly, I've I have not gone on ESPN.com in like six years. <laughs> I don't know. That's just I, it's I, it's I go habit. NBA.com just to check the score I go, if I need to. Yeah, yeah. I go to NBA.com or the Ringer. Or <laughs> uh, the only the only reason I go there is because sometimes you can watch the, their games on ESPN.com, um, and it's just a habit. So, but yeah, I think I think for me it was just more like I I could not stand him trying to do that to deflect the fact that the fans were a little mean to him they booed Kyrie like just be a fucking man and take your booing you know that was always my issue and I will never ever ever respect him as long as he lives like because he's just such a bitch in general and like you could kind of see it here um but like you know we were in the moment and he's obviously an exceptional player um, you know, I'm from North Carolina originally, so like I actually had one of my operations on my ear at Duke University back when they were like the Duke University. Mm. You know, Grant Hill, Thomas Hill, Bobby Hurley, Christian Leitner, all those guys. Jay's, um, Jay's old chat. Jay's old. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was living there when when Jordan had just left UNC too. So I mean, Lovely. you know, but uh, I, I like I grew up like, and this is sacrilege in North Carolina, but I grew up rooting for duke and unc because i was Same. seven and didn't understand but like that was those were local teams you know so obviously when Kyrie was in college he's at duke you know i followed him there and i just i i think i i just i'm so glad to see him doing he's being a, miserable he's a he's a strange man like he, yeah beyond the flat like, beyond the flat earth stuff like he's a he, he's a <laughs> he's, he's a legit hooper. Like he can he can score with the best of them. He just like uh, he he doesn't understand. Like I said, he doesn't understand leadership. He like he said he did. Like he has a better understanding of leadership after stepping away from LeBron and understanding what he was doing with the Cavs. Mm -hmm. But it's like it clearly isn't reflected in you know his approach to basketball. Like as far as being a veteran at this stage of his career or anything like that. And Kevin Durant isn't any better. It's like, how are you following Kyrie's leadership, bro? Like, that's that's yeah. insanity. And yeah, it's like, yeah. The way they ran, the way they ran the Nets is like, like, oh yeah, we're we're like a collect. Like, no, you're players. Your your job is to play the game, and and the GM, the coach's job is to coach. The GM's job is to assemble the best roster around. You can have input, but the the Curry had the right idea. It's like, I I'm in a good situation. I trust, I trust my organization. I'm just going to ball. If you need me to help recruit, I'll do that. But I'm not going to get in here 
and try to be a GM because I'm a player. I don't I have I don't have the same perspective as as you would as a GM. So I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm gonna do my thing. And it's worked out great for the Warriors, and we've seen how it worked with the Nets being run by both Kyrie <laughs> and it's Kevin like Durant. They- they really just need um, an established team. Like they really thought they can go somewhere and establish a culture that neither one of them has experience doing. Like Kyrie, you disrupt culture wherever you yeah. go, and KD, um, you run from confrontation. So the second yeah. you know things Perfect. aren't easy or people aren't <laughs> things aren't going your way, you, you want to deflect and slide to the background. It's like, and that's the somebody fun. like Draymond Green is is just like beyond crazy, but he understands leadership. He understands yeah, accountability. He understands wow. roles on teams. Like that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like he, mostly, he yeah. has problems. Clearly, this man is fighting his team. You get what I'm saying? It's like but, yeah. he, he came out and said that he was wrong. You, well, before, so you can't. Yeah, uh, after that video came out, you can't deny that. But yeah. you get what I'm saying? It's like yeah, before that, he, yeah, he, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good. With, with with that but i yeah i, I you're you're totally you're right but the the thing before oh sorry go ahead <laughs> no oh yeah go ahead no go ahead no i was gonna say before we end up moving on from the nba i was curious there's been a lot of talk about expansion and maybe like a las vegas and seattle bro I, i've been hearing that I for so many years seattle come back seattle def- I, I just missed those jerseys vegas <laughs> seattle definitely vegas just asking for trouble bro don't don't have it <laughs> Have a big, don't have a big. I think NBA for team, M- maybe for NBA players, I know the NHL is there with uh, you know, the Golden Knights, and bro. they seem to be pretty successful. You, you know, you know, damn well, if uh, the if, if NBA team gets uh, gets an expansion in Vegas, James Harden's going to demand a trade overnight. He's gonna go to that heart, heart attack. Uh, uh, there's a um. There's a restaurant there, like the Heart Attack. Oh yeah, I saw, place. I saw, I saw, I saw a special on that. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah. the whole theme is like, yeah, this, yeah, this food is will literally kill you. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, a, that's that's. A, and that's uh, a, if you weigh like a certain amount, you eat free. And uh, I could have eaten free, and I didn't even have the like. No way. I've I've been to Vegas. Vegas is pretty cool, but like, I don't know. I I, I think it. <laughs> where else would they expand to though? Like I, I think I think they don't I don't think they need too many more I think just yeah I think they should just do Seattle because I think Seattle got a raw That'd deal. Be an odd number though, right? It'll be thirty one on I think they two See, more here, teams in this in this more, current um market is like that it sounds okay somewhat on paper, but at the same time it's like the the player pool is kinda getting, you know, iffy, like especially with so many players wanting to all pile up on one team. So it's like that can be tough on a mm-hmm. on an up and coming team that's just kind of starting out. Like you, yeah. you got to rotate and door with talent and things like that. Here's the thing, though. Like, consider. I think the game has grown so much globally. Like, we look at that last Olympics was mm-hmm. Nigeria came out there, and like they were kind of competing, and they were doing it with some guys that were, you know, I know uh, Vincent ended up with the Heat, um, or did he change his name or something? I don't know. You talk about Gabe, um, Gabe Vincent. Yeah. Well, he don't need- yeah, yeah, so like I know some guys came out of that, but like there I feel like there is the talent there. There's just a lot of young kids that are kind of, you know, sitting behind people that don't get the chance. Yeah. Maybe they won't be as big as stars, yeah. but I think you could definitely afford to get two more teams in. Right. I mean, we're really only talking about like, you know, 30 
32 more I'm roster sure, spots. I'm sure it could, I'm sure I'm sure it could work. Uh and it, it definitely seems like they're heading towards Seattle and Ve- in Vegas. Those those seem to be the earmark spots. Now here, here's the thing. Does uh does Balmer sell the, the Clippers and start over with uh with Seattle? What do you what do you want? I mean he could. That could be I mean, like, I feel like that's his home. I don't know if you saw it, but they did. Uh, they played Portland in Seattle, Clippers in Portland, and he did something uh, like before the game, and uh, he like did this whole like rah rah speech kind of thing. I don't know. I don't I know don't how know. interested he is, but I know. I mean, I know if he wanted to sell the Clippers, he, he would could make a boatload of money. And oh yeah, <laughs> he'd have plenty enough to buy to buy Seattle because. Uh, an LA an LA team that's actually good. <laughs> yeah. Um, have I, they I, moved into their own stadium yet? I don't um, know. They're going to Inglewood, right? I think, I think so. I think I think so. I, I hope so. It's it's crazy that they're that uh the Clippers who are laughing stocks for for a decade for literally decades is now <laughs> is now the the best team in the best basketball team in LA. And it's not even it's not even close. Like he, like the actual Clipper roster without Paul George and Kawhi would still probably be would still probably be the yeah. Lakers. They was cooking them last year with the with Reggie Jackson. Out there. And, and they added Taron Westbrook up. And they added John Wall. And the I was, I was just looking at their roster. Like they have so many good players. Just randomly. I'm glad to see that pickup by them. John is, Wall. He yeah, is he John Wall healthy away. again? Or? Yeah, he's healthy. Yeah, he's yeah, actually. He's yeah, he's actually. I, I I have not been following other teams as closely yet yeah. because it's just kind of getting started and i've been so caught yeah. up in gotham knights and yeah, other things yeah speaking 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 of gaming we're gonna get into we're gonna get into gotham knights but uh some some of some of our fellow uh content creators have dropped some avengers videos today and okay. they they weren't quite positive <laughs> i mean well bob's was one of them was. Bob, bob, <laughs> let's say one of them <laughs> bob, bob was hopeful but it was also like tragic at the same time when you when you get when you factor in who bob is in relation to avengers so bob made a video uh uh you've seen these a hundred times is bucky coming whatever Two times a day from the two yeah. of you. <laughs> well not anymore i haven't literally i literally haven't made an avengers video in two weeks nor have I opened the app in like, <laughs> in like all, yeah, all the same. It all was the same, but yeah. So he, but the fact that Bob is is at a point where he has to make speculation videos about when Bucky is coming, based on oh well, the blog, in the blog they didn't have they mentioned Clony Lab and they didn't have, and the the event is only going to be a week, so maybe that means Winter Soldier is coming. Like, like the fact that Bob, who's in the creator program, had to stoop to making a video like that shows you how down bad <laughs> Avengers is right now. Casual made, a, in my opinion, a much more reasonable video. I, I I did it in tweet form because I couldn't be asked to make a video about it. But I basically said, he's Winter Soldier is not coming next week. Two Sevens not coming <laughs> next week. It's not happening, and Casual literally just made that into the video. It's not happening. Now, it is currently October 28th, and we have not had communication from event from Crystal Dynamics about Avengers for anything publicly or privately related to anything other than skins 
since September when when uh two point when two point six got got rolled out. It has been a full on communication blackout and a very much intentional one. They are not only are they refusing to release any information publicly, even though they said they were going to have an update shortly after two six. Not only are they not doing anything publicly, content creators in the program are specifically Bob is <laughs> being intentionally ignored. If it wasn't for AJ, I would assume that they they had basically just quit and were, well, were they were already running. hate Bob anyway. <laughs> they they definitely hate. Well, if they if they if it was unclear before, they definitely hate him now. So another week went by, and once again, obviously nothing about Winter Soldier. Maybe maybe they'll have information next week. It definitely will not be the actual DLC, but it seems to me like all the dead game memes have kind of finally come to fruition. Like it could be part, part, part of fact, part of the issue is that we finally have a, a game that legitimately can distract Avengers players. Like before when people would say, Oh, Avengers killer, Avengers killer. It was stuff that is something that the community would easily jump to like cyberpunk people that was supposed to be Avengers killer. And I mean, look how that happened. Look how that turned out. You know, then you have Future Revolution, but that, you know, was pay to win mobile garbage. So it, it was really Avengers kind of like skating by on on players not really having something that would naturally be competition for them. Until now, Gotham Knights dropped. It is a multiplayer open world superhero game, which is what a lot of people wanted out of Avengers. And it's a lot of fun. We've been playing it pretty much nonstop. And Pretty much every Avengers content creator that I've seen has pretty much switched over to Gotham Knights. I I saw Gotham Knights as my opportunity to, to uh, grow my channel, and oh boy, did that work! And <laughs> I've not and I've not looked back. But we're seeing even people that still make Avengers content. I'm seeing a noticeable drop in interest overall, and it's there's always a, a lull in between content updates on Avengers to some degree mainly because of how dog shit their marketing is and how they handle their socials but it seems worse and I think it's amp definitely amplified by Gotham Knights but also because like they're 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 giving they're giving nothing like Miller isn't leaking as much as he was because even he's kind of just over it and there's definitely a lot more seemingly pessimism and it kind of feels like Avengers is winding down rather than building up to something because they should <laughs> I, I can pinpoint exactly where where the issue came in and it's 100% Jay's fault you know, he, <laughs> okay. he turned on Avengers and the world yep. turned against it as well yep. he, he pulled in some he did, favorites he did make that he did make that video it was time to move on from Avengers he made that video I remember that but I did but seriously it's I, I was talking to them, not not to fans. I was talking to them. I think it's time that they move on and go on to whatever they're doing next. I don't and like. Apparently, they, I mean that, and that that's a, actually a funny thing you mentioned that because a uh, tweet started making its rounds. Apparently, the the because we already made the meme like they're basically ready to drop Avengers and move on to Tomb Raider. Apparently, they're not even doing that <laughs> because the Tomb Raider community is uh complaining about how 
not only are they not communicating about the upcoming Unreal 5 Tomb Raider game, apparently there are a bunch of other Tomb Raider projects that were supposed to be coming out or in the works. They've missed their release windows. They they haven't had any updates, any communication. And on top of that, there's been nothing new apparently about the Unreal 5 Tomb Raider. So it seems like a Crystal Dynamics wide thing of them not communicating with the community at all and seemingly not just being in perpetual development hell like what what does, what's going that's, on that's what i was saying about you know like when people like like jay <clears throat> suggest that they should probably you know just move on take the eggs they've collected with avengers and start a new project and avengers 2 or something like that they're killing their brand name like anything crystal dynamics name is associated with like um legacy of kane that's that's going to start getting a, a really shitty reputation coming up soon because mm -hmm of how they're handling all of these other projects is like you can't keep doing this something that's that's continually showing you that is not working and is not good for your branding and you just keep doing it and you do nothing to combat the, these things and people aren't dumb people may be especially with ips they're they're passionate about like if avengers had any other name this game would die two years ago but 100%. it's a it's a marvel title and people are like hey we want the game to do good we want to see a turnaround we're rooting for you but at the same time, we're kind of getting tired of your shit. And that's why I said, like, you, I I'm, I'm, I bear with him. I was like, I understand. Like, you you made the, the tough decision to kind of get some of your, your um, things in order with the game as far as your core designs. A lot of that hasn't been great. Um, like the, the 2.3 rework where you're you bringing Nick Fury back and he's on board and then stuff like that. That's more chaotic than it needed to be. Like, I don't think you streamlined that as, as tightly as you could have. And, you know, I've seen complaints about, you know, the story being ruined for people, you know, by going through that process. And then um, you, you you know, you reworked your, your events to make them actually meaningful because nobody was doing the events prior to that. And now it's like, okay, well, this is a way I can get gear without suffering through like last Avenger standing or your vault mm -hmm. missions and stuff like that. So like you've done things, but it's like in a game where you're supposed to be delivering meaningful content, people are like, all right, we, we gave you 2022, but 2023, you got to show us something. But at this point, a lot of people are like, I don't even care what you got to show, bro. Like, I, what, based on your content schedule, it's, it's not sustainable. So maybe we'll see a new hero five months from now. We, we're still waiting to see somebody you just announced months ago. Like, the hype is, is just dissipating at this point. We're, and shit, we're still we're doing nothing shit, that. Shit, we're still waiting for them to fix the uh, Jane Foster glitch where people's costumes are locked <laughs> people still can't get that that's, that's what i say like people people say that i'm i'm being too light on the game or i'm being you know too positive i'm i'm literally telling you every video this is what they do like in in my video i made today i made that specifically because of how people you know get confused about rumors in this community so when somebody says a rumor starts oh 2.7 is coming next week winter soldier is coming next week that, people take that as gospel. People take that as, as the absolute facts. And when it doesn't happen, they're beating down developers on Twitter. They're they're you know following everybody social. They come to my videos, your videos, whoever videos they can find. And they're like, they promised us this was coming next week. And it's like, no, no they didn't. No, no, nothing official told you that. So it's like, I'm, I tried to get out in front of it and just tell you straight up. I didn't bait you. I didn't say, hey, hey maybe he's coming. Maybe he's not coming. No, I've told you straight up. It's not happening. I, I literally oh, yeah. spent most of this morning... <laughs> looking through their um their branding for last year like around this time last year even though it, it wasn't great like it left a lot to be desired last year but 
even then it's like compared to this year it's it's magical like they they were working magic last year and that's i give credit to andy because you, you can see the void that he left with this studio by not being on this project 100%. anymore because there is no like the the showing off on uh, concept art they showed off concept art for war for wakanda um they were showing off spider-man skins ahead of his release and things like that and now hey we 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 do it's like they it feels like they're putting things off until the absolute last minute when they have to do it so it's like oh we're we're not doing much with brandon until we actually have to do it and it's like i don't think that's helping especially when you see games like midnight suns doing amazing marketing campaigns with people like deadpool who no one knew was in the game nobody saw no one was guessing deadpool and they built a whole marketing campaign around deadpool that was actually cool and exciting I'm literally sponsored by Midnight Suns. I had no idea. And look how it worked, though. It's like it worked perfectly. Yeah. Brought, build up, build up yeah. hype. The, hell, Guardians of the Galaxy. They don't even have a game out, and their <laughs> and their Twitter account is better than the Avengers one. They don't have a game out. They released yeah. a yeah. single player one off yeah. game. Yeah, and it's and their marketing is better than Avengers. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, though, like a lot like Andy was the heart and soul of Marvel's Avengers in a lot of way because he like I'm and I'm so happy for him, to be honest, because he seems so much more happy. Oh, doing Capcom stuff. And uh, I mean, I don't know Andy like very well, but I did get the opportunity to interact with him a little bit. And like when he left like the, everything died with him you know, like being gone you know and uh it, it's it's unfortunate um i one thing i will say though is there's a lot of fans that seem to think that these these companies need to tell them everything like every time they like take a poop you know like they they need to know I, people need to relax okay like i i do agree that in this case we're talking about an active game that's actually out but like we look at the when i when you guys are talking about like the tomb raider stuff mm -hmm. it's like okay so the game is not out yet i don't think i've ever seen them actually give some kind of a release window uh for for whatever they're doing for tomb raider there hasn't been like some big e3 video or anything like that for anything tomb raider related in a while i believe sure you might have your super fans that like are talking with people here and there and, and keeping the news going kind of like we do with avengers but like i i think in a lot of ways people just got to relax because like there's so much that goes into like making a video game and there we have to remember we're just recovering from the covid era of video games where for an entire year plus the entire video game industry was just in disarray trying to figure out how to keep going you know what i mean and i don't think people really understand how much of a toll that took on making video games because it's not just avengers that suffered it's every video game that's why every video game got some kind of delay mm -hmm. over time and every video game suffered and you know it really kind of like when i went up to wb games montreal it really kind of hit home like just how affected these studios are because like they have three floors three different levels of of people working on stuff and and workstations and 
half of them are empty. Like half of the workstations are empty. Like a half, like half their roster is working from home. And I, they gave us a tour. I did a tour with the actual head of the studio, and he's like, once they went home, it's kind of hard to tell them to come back. Like we, we figured out how to do this. We're still trying to figure out how to do this, but like it's really hard to convince these people that like hey you don't have to drive an hour each way to be here um and you could do the same work you know comfortably in in your office at home like why am i going to make these people come here so there but if you've ever worked in an office environment being in the office is always going to be the best work environment for pro productivity yep. you know because i, I you could just walk down you know uh, a row and, and like, hey, exactly exactly because i i did that when i was working for bose um i i got the opportunity to work from home uh for like the last six months and it was night and day and i was not as productive i can tell you that and i uh i i didn't have that camaraderie and i didn't like i i felt like i was missing out on things so yeah. the the industry has just changed and people have to like I know people that are ga gamers are not patient by nature. I get it. We For all sure. want what we want. We want it now, but like we gotta give them a little bit of breathing room, and just I, I know that like except for it, Chris, it except for, except for Chris Hernandez because I understand because <laughs> the, the more because the, the more because I agree with Jay generally that yeah that pe gamers are a lot of gamers are entitled. They don't know anything about the game. At, on any on any fundamental level, like so somebody when I tweeted out today that Winter Soldier was not was was not coming out next week, it, it just wasn't happening. Uh, somebody somebody told me to not say that because if because if I did if because me saying things like that would prevent them from announcing the game from announcing the content. I'm like, what the. Are you talking about what? Yeah. You, you, you think me tweeting? You think me tweeting? You think me tweeting that that Hatch 2.7 isn't coming out next week would cause the Chris Hernandez to, to be like, oh, guess we're not releasing it. Like, is, like so there's people have a tragically under underdeveloped understanding of game developments for sure. And a lot of them are the loudest and complaining the most. But the more the being a, a content creator in the gaming space, I've got to speak with a lot of I just got to speak with uh, developers in all different uh, roles, uh, community community managers, uh, mar marketing influencer influencer relations. I've I've spoken to a lot of different people. I've seen a lot of different teams in action, and and I've come to the conclusion that communicate good communication is a choice. There, there are some, there are some, and I, I was speaking to Cami about this as well. There are some developers that straight up just don't take it seriously, and they understaff their their comms department, and it puts a lot of a lot more pressure on the ones that are there because they just, for whatever reason, in 2022, don't see the value of having good comms for their product, and we see. And we see the the best games, the best developers. They take that sort of thing seriously, and they usually have well-stocked comms department full of competent people. And the games and developers that struggle and have a lot of a lot of angry, unsatisfied fans. Well, you the, you can usually trace that to uh, 
a bad comms department. And Crystal Dynamics is pretty much the gold standard of bad comms. They, it's a, it's not even a combination of being understaffed. I mean, for Avengers, they're understaffed across the board, but there just seems to be a culture at Crystal Dynamics where there's no adult in the room. They, they don't have, there's no accountability. There's a lot of people who are petty and, and childish and they, they can't, they can't separate their personal feelings from the job. Like a lot of like professionals, they, especially in roles where they're dealing with customers, you know, I, I've dealt, I've dealt in customer service on, on many, on many levels. I understand that, that if you're a professional, you, you may feel some type of way about the customer, but at the end of the day, you have a job to do, you have a company to represent, and you're expected to conduct yourself in a in a way that reflects well on on the company and is is going to give the customers most of the customers a good experience. And for some reason, in when it comes to game development, it's uh, acceptable as certain as and it's a part of uh, different cultures at, at certain developers to completely disregard that and just be like, well, they're mean to me, so I'm not going to do my job. Well, no, that's not how this works. You have your, your job is specifically to be a community manager or you're, you're supposed to interact with the community, interact with the uh, influencers, market your game. You don't get to stop doing that because two people on Reddit said something mean to you. You still yeah. have, you still have to do your job. And when I'm, and when I'm seeing, when I'm seeing, from all these other game developers, you know, Midnight Suns, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ghost of Tsushima, Gotham, Gotham Knights, even, even, even though they made their, even though they made their mistakes, you you can tell these are professionals, they care, and they are trying to, Passionate. they are trying to, yes, they're trying to get more people to play their game. I, I posted, a, I, I had a copyright issue with, uh, with my live stream of well, some of the music in Gotham Knights, it got me copyright claimed on my YouTube, on my YouTube stream, even though I turned music off and that's, and that shouldn't happen. You know, it was, it was annoying, but you know that I was like, well, what, what can you do? It's a WB game. This happened with Arkham Knight as well, but I had multiple people reach out to me. I had Alan reach out to me personally, and I had an executive producer uh, at, WB Montreal reached out to me, had it had it cleared up within a couple hours, and I tweet I you know tweeted out a video of uh, some Batgirl gameplay that I think was a big deal. You know I have the official Gotham Knights account uh, interacting interacting with my posts. I got the 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 band that did the music for the entire yes, game follow me and and uh, interact. I had the voice for Batgirl. I have been covering Avengers. They have been very interactive. I've, I've been covering yeah. Avengers for two years. I since twenty. I've been covering Avengers. It feels like for a hundred years. But <laughs> I've been covering Avengers on YouTube since March twenty twenty one. I before before I was before I switched over to uh to other to other things. I was the biggest Marvel's Avengers content creator i was the top streamer i to this day i don't think anyone has topped any of my biggest streams in terms of concurrent numbers i have never and i mean never 
had an interaction with the official play Avengers Twitter. Not a like, not a retweet, <laughs> not a comment, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> not, not, not only, no, not only that. I'm being I'm being blocked by a former member of the comms team who was promoted to the narrative team, and I never even interacted with them on on social media. And compared compared to that, I can just DM the creative director of Gotham Knights <laughs> if, if I have a if I have a question. So it's very much a choice. <laughs> Do you either. You take comms seriously, you respect your community, you respect your players, you respect your content creators, or you don't. And Avengers and Crystal Manners just don't. Yeah, and I, 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 there's so many things I want to say after after that monologue. Um, so first of all, let's talk about, before I go to Gotham Knights, because I have a lot of things I can say about that, and, and just to validate what you're saying. But like, let's look at a game like Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns, a game mm. that... A lot of people are on the fence about rightfully so because it's a very different game for the Marvel brand. Yep. It's a turn-based strategy RPG that uses a card dynamic that is confusing a lot of people. They put on a masterclass this week on how to have good comms and get people interested in your product. The Deadpool stuff they did this week is some of the best social interaction I've ever seen from any video game. And I'm hoping that that translates when it comes time to, to buy the game. I think uh, it, surprisingly playing Mario and Rabbids um, has really made me more comfortable about Midnight Suns because even though I am sponsored by them, I've always been like worried yeah, I've always been worried that I wasn't going to like the game right. because of all the same reasons everybody else. I've played XCOM. I wasn't good at it. I've played other turn-based strategy games. Like, Marvel's Strike Force is kind of that to an extent. Um, but, like, I really feel like this week they did such a good job, like, getting people interested and in, in being interactive and being fun and... Granted, their live stream they did the other day where they kept replaying a mission they were failing at a very high difficulty. Not the best look. I gave them that feedback. I'm like, hey, <laughs> just a heads up in the future. We get it. Okay? We get it. We, we understand you're playing at a hard difficulty. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe replaying it the third time wasn't a good idea. You know, you got to kind of move on at a certain point. But anyway, um, I, I really do feel like they're doing a great job getting people prepared to understand exactly what the game is, to understand that they don't have to be scared about it, and and to hopefully that'll translate into, uh, you know, uh, good stuff. But, like, back to what you were saying about Gotham Knights, okay? Jay, I love this. Before we switch over uh, yeah, to yeah, Gotham Knights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say, um, uh, and like, as far as entitlement, like, something I've been saying about Avengers, like, yes, we, we can say their branding is terrible, which it is. And it, like I said, it very much comes across like there is no one passionate behind the branding department because you look at games like Midnight Suns and you see they're having fun with their branding over there. They're, they're having fun with the marketing campaigns. Uh, even Marvel Snap bringing in um, Nick Fury, you know, to, to market the game. It's mm -hmm. like you work with Marvel. It's like, how are you not doing stuff like this? But when it comes to entitlement, again, the, the reason I, I don't really have 
you know, strong demands for this game, you don't charge me anything. Like you charged me $60 like two years ago. And that's it. Like I don't have to interact with the marketplace if I don't want to. And all of the operations and campaigns and new heroes are free. I don't have to pay for Jane Foster. Whenever the hell Bucky shows up, he's going to be free. Whenever anybody comes or whatever comes after that, that's all going to be free. So it's like, I, I, I don't care. I, don't, I really don't care that you take, you know, as long as you do, because again, you're not even making money off of it. Like that, that's a testament to how bad your, your, you know, terrible business practice, <laughs> your, your branding yeah. is over there. It's like, that's a terrible business strategy. But at the end of the day, it's your business strategy. So it's like, I, I, I'm not even paying for it. So if I'm paying for this, if I pay for a season pass and this year went like this, yes, you, you have a lot stronger opinions coming out of my channel than what we have. But we don't pay for this stuff. Like it's, 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 it, it, they don't even care enough to change their branding or their business model to actually be profitable. Like, I, yeah. I just can't be that mad about it. But you know, you, you can go ahead and hop over to Gotham Lights. <laughs> well, I want yeah. So I wanted to kind of touch on some of what Sadat was saying. You know, I actually went up to the studio back at the end of September. So I've met a lot of these people, and we had dinner. Um, they were literally, literally huddled around me, watching me play their game. So like this game is always going to be special to me because like I had that that moment with the team, you know, and I kind of got to meet a bunch of the people on the team and I kind of have a better understanding of like how much they do care mm. and how hard they did work. And, and it was I'm never going to forget that. And I almost kind of felt like I had to apologize for that, like during the first week where I was like trying to convince myself it was like only a seven to me no this, this game's an eight to me and i'm not gonna apologize for that i freaking love this game and apologize yeah, for the it's duff, got issues a towel, apologize for the duffel bag of cash you got not not yeah, for, not for duffel bag full of cash right yeah. <laughs> not for, not for like but, no, <laughs> but like but these are real people and and they do really care about this game and they are trying as hard as they can and that's why when I see all the complaints about, oh, 30 frames per second, like I got people responding to me, <laughs> 30 frames per second. And like, they literally don't even know what that means. They, they, like, actually, it, they actually it just, don't. Cause it's stuff that they yeah. read somewhere else. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we, we, we can go make fun of them. 30 frames per second. <laughs> yeah, I'll, and it's like, you all, of, you all, play, a, you all things, play 30 frames. Like, it's my a problem. A lot of things currently happening with, with gaming right now is like, we're focusing, we're getting hyper-focused on the, the one or two things that the game isn't launching with instead of focusing on all of the stuff that it is launching with. Like, like the game launched with Join in Progress. If for whatever reason you you like your power can go off and you you know your game shuts off, you can load right back up, right back where you was, and you know pick right back up in the in the mission you were in the middle of, and from there like somebody can join in your in your session out of nowhere, that's fine. Like it doesn't crash your game, their game isn't crashing. Um, there have been you know drop frames here and there, but it's like yeah, that's my problem. It's not completely yeah. destroyed. Like I I haven't ran into that much, but I have heard people complaining of yeah. like drop dropping yeah. frames. I don't care about someone else's yeah. session. I don't care about thirty frames. I care about when it dropped from twenty from thirty to twenty to ten. And when my I've only I've only played co op once. I've only done that once. I had had on stream uh, my boy Precision. I usually play um uh, multiverses Multiverse. with with him. Yeah. And you know he's a top top uh, four hundred sweaty Batman player, but <laughs> but he he uh joined he joined in and I was like okay this is good it was good so far we were we were doing we were in the uh, court of we were in the court of our missions after you get drugged and you're like indoors so mostly that was fine but then once we got out into the open world 
then then that that 30 started looking like 20 started looking like 15 started looking like 10 at some point and then we tried to do the mr freeze uh that first that first encounter when he freezes the whole city you know a beautiful set piece and as soon as we got as soon as we arrived where the goon where the where the goons are at the at the entrance boom my game crashed <laughs> I was like, yeah so i have I've probably played a good 80 plus hours of the game because I had it for a week before it came out. And during that week on Xbox, I had three crashes playing all solo by myself. And I, if, if somebody didn't say, oh, it's locked at 30 frames per second, I don't think I ever would have really noticed. I've actually played quite a bit of co-op this week on PlayStation 5. And it seems like the only times I really had any major issues uh, was when you're riding the bat cycle or when you're fast traveling in co-op. Otherwise, it's been pretty good. You have to consider, you know, it is also tied to like, you know, internet connection and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily always the game, but I will say I've only had one crash on PlayStation and uh, the patch today is supposed to have corrected most of these issues. And yeah, that's pretty great if that's the case. I've, I haven't played enough. And check that out since the patch went live. Um, yeah, I was stream. Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, I was actually streaming. I mean, <laughs> I was a. Uh, I was a. Uh, I was right up against it. I did. I dropped a. I dropped a video breaking down the patch. The patch notes, and then as the video was was published, I was live on Twitch, actually playing the the, the patch, the, the Gotham Knights, and uh, the it it, it it didn't fix everything. Uh, it it was meant to meant to address some specific issues. There was some. There was some various performance issues with different levels. Uh, some people were crash were uh, having issue where they were crashing when they were trying to fuse mod chips, and there was a there was a very annoying bug where there was a it, where uh, if you're if you're on a ledge and you try to drop down to uh, take down you jump. And, and you jump over them instead. So they fixed they fixed all that. There was also a bug that I, I didn't only had it once, but. Uh, randomly an enemy will become invincible and they'll just get into this weird meditation pose yeah. <laughs> i got actually got that this morning for the first, first time that it fixed it fixed that as well they said they're working on a bigger overall patch to address performance that will be coming uh later that will be coming later on but this one was just for the console players to address some very specific views but they are they are targeting a bigger patch to address the frame drops and the performance stuff like let's yeah. let's just take a moment to to take in everything that was just said about a game that just launched a week ago. Yeah. Before they launched, <laughs> they announced that they have game game content coming out post launch November 29th. So next month we have a date that new content is going to be coming out post launch. A week after their release, they communicated that a patch was being worked on, was going to be rolled out. And they got it um, launched today on on a Friday, one week after they you know went live. This isn't a live service game, but we we have consistent communication from from the team behind the game. Mm -hmm. We get interactions with the with the studio, with the the um the voice actors, all basically anybody involved. Like you can post a a, a cool picture of Gotham Knights, and you're gonna get some interaction from somebody. And they are not even a live service game. Like they haven't committed to like, oh, we're going to be doing this for years to come or anything like that officially. And they're not charging you for anything yet. You get what I'm saying? And when mm -hmm. they do, I don't think there's going to be astronomical fees behind or anything like that. But it's like you should because, again, you're working really hard to get this stuff out there. So, yep. yes, you should 
you pay for the content that you're delivering, you know, that people engage with, but it's just a completely different approach to branding, communication, delivering content. Oh, well, we took in feedback that we prioritized what needed to be addressed first. And we, you know, focused on getting a patch out for that as soon as possible with that being a week after its release. And this isn't a live service game. So it's like, when you compare that to a game that's been a live live service game for going on two years, it, it doesn't put the other <laughs> studio in the best light because again, it's like, it just looks like you don't want to do what you're obligated to do at this point. Like it's, as far as branding, like we sh it, it feels like pulling teeth to get information about something you announced two months ago, you announced it and you, you know, pretty much just left it on the table. Like, all right, well, there's nothing else we need to say. And it's like that that hurts your brand then yeah they have been going ham we got the nights especially for the past few weeks especially since they specifically told people that they would have more on the on wonder soldier after two six like and when and when that didn't happen they have no explanation <laughs> i honestly don't even think about avengers anymore like i i'm not in any groups about it anymore like i'm gonna I, ask you jay uh, yeah. to a specific group for yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah i'm i'm all set i'm um, i'm i'm loving the gotham the gotham life i'm considering uh temporarily uh climbing aboard the uh god of war hype hype train uh <laughs> got, i've been testing the waters with some god of war videos and i mean that's that looks like something to do in november as well there's going to be there's going to be a gotham nice dlc there's going to be more Nice stuff. I was also told that uh, someone DM me. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know quite how credible this is, but someone DM me and said that they were that they were told that uh, uh, Gotham Knights is indeed planning on releasing new characters, and they have one character in particular that is a uh, that is coming up. And so there's going to be content going forward for Got for Gotham Knights. At the very least, we we know at the end at the end of next month and. That's that's good. That's good enough for me. I'm like I'm if uh if Avenger if if Winter Soldier ends up being delayed out of 2022, I mean I'll I'll rock out with Gotham Knights. I'll get my I'll get my builds ready for Heroic Assault, and I welcome any DLCs. I play a little God of War, and then 2023 hits. I mean the floodgates are going to be open. Like <laughs> you're going to have no shortage of options of game for games in 2023. Yeah, it's just I well, Here, here's what i want to say about um gotham knights dlc so i asked about that when we were there and they're definitely going to do paid dlc this is not a live service game we've, we've i've seen it in the chat a little bit you know it is going to work exactly like arkham knight did where you're just going to see little slices of dlc here and there i think it's going to work a little bit like what we saw from spider-man where you have these little story expansions mm -hmm. and even in my chat today somebody was like kind of going hard in the paint trying to hate on the game yeah, I and i i kind of stopped him in their tracks because like like this is this is ridiculous gotham is ridiculous like how do you not even have ace chemicals and i'm like yeah but they don't have like amusement mile either so there's probably a reason for it like imagine they add like another burrow <laughs> and it's gonna have amusement mile like but we've done this stuff before you know like i just feel like uh, the well all right i'm going in circles here because i had another thought but let's get back to where i was dlc there's gonna be paid dlc 
and it's going to be you're definitely going to see uh colorways probably mm -hmm. they'll, maybe they'll drop some for free maybe they'll have some that are paid but like maybe they'll have packs of them uh i don't know for sure what they're going to do but they definitely have plans to support the game moving forward but it's going to be more like uh assassin's creed okay assassin's creed odyssey you don't think of that as a live service game but like every two or three weeks they drop a new skin pack with you know um armor and and stuff like that and then they have their big expansions they've right. had a couple of those so you're probably going to see these these large expansions and what could they do bloodhaven dlc amusement mile dlc there's lots of options there you know we hear all these references and you know there's all these areas around gotham and there's definitely opportunity to expand out of them if they choose to i'm not saying this is this is fan casting here like i don't know anything official but lots of opportunity and certainly uh we could talk in a second maybe about who we'd like to see as a dlc Absolutely. character Absolutely. um but i was also going to say oh, i think the number one thing that's driving me nuts about the the gotham knights detractors right now aside from 30 frames per second is the people that are bitching about no batman we've literally batman has been in like every video game of all time that has a dc comics character like god forbid they do a game that focuses on his <laughs> four main proteges yes. and it's amazing like there's a whole group of people falling in love with jason todd and dick grayson and barbara gordon and tim drake especially like, these are especially great barbara gordon, especially barbara gordon <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah kate gordon but like like this is their opportunity to grow these characters and there's always been this like like kind of small subset of people that are like oh i love nightwing and i love red hood but now they're they're getting their chance to shine and i really think they did this game very much connects with me on a lot of levels you know we've all experienced loss and we're watching them kind of go through it you know like this was a father figure for them and then with Barbara's story, you're dealing with her also trying to like cope with the loss of her actual father, mm -hmm. you know? And like Jason is going through his, you know, coping with, I was dead, you mm -hmm. know? And like how that affects you to suddenly not be dead. So it's just so great. But like, look, we've done Batman before. And the part that Batman was involved in this game was beautiful. It really yeah. was in, in that epilogue, all amazing. You know what I mean? I, so, I got a video coming out for that, Jay. Um, yeah. I, I really think Gotham Knights is, is grossly misunderstood. And the fact that people are like campaigning for like, I would love to see Batman in this game just to, just because it's Batman and all of that stuff. And, you know, that um, Jim Lee Robin costume, I would love to run around co-oping with Batman with that with that on. Exactly. But narrative wise, this game is built around the big void that Batman left in this city and with this team specifically they, they they released a beautiful trailer talking about that like everybody feels like they're inadequate like they're they're failing to live up to the standard that Batman left behind so to just be like oh we'll just slap Batman back in and it's like that defeats the purpose of the whole narrative yeah. like the whole narrative is crafted around yeah the, Nightwing not only, feeling like he, he's the, doing enough the only way um, it would the, the only way it would possibly work is if they did like like they like they have a Arkham. They did a prequel comic for the game. That's where we first got to see Batman. Look, like they did a prequel DLC that that eh, based around I don't that want comic. To do that that they, they they've had to fight so hard 
and, and say yeah. all along, Batman's dead. He's dead, dead. I rather... He's really dead. Going back in time, I don't think works. I mean, if, I don't. Well, you can do. You, well, they got the first uh, the piece, the big PC mod. So if you want to play Batman, download yeah. download that mod and uh, they go crazy. But I, I will say <laughs> it was funny to me. Uh, there's a. I'm not gonna like name drop anybody here. There's a big Spider-Man, uh, big Spidey Squad person this week that was like, "Oh man, I can't believe, I can't believe after all that, Gotham Knights they they lied the whole time. They told me Batman was dead, but he's not dead." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? He is dead. dead. He, he was alive for ten minutes. Okay, like he's dead, dead. He's not coming back. Like they never lied. They said that from the start." He's dead. He's not twice. part of this game. They said, you know, they said specifically at the end of the game, Batman is dead. That's yep. what, that's what they said directly. They said it at the beginning of the game, like they you literally pull a brick yes. off of him and see. They like, said, oh, shit. they said, Bat, the game starts with Batman dead. One hundred percent happens. The game ends with Batman dead. One hundred percent. And I just did not understand where he was coming from because. I, 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 I mean, they were they were clout. very upfront about it. Clout, clout is a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, it's not Spider Man, so you know it can't be good. But um, I yeah, I rather I, I rather I, do Teen Titans honestly than uh than bring than bring back Batman. It's kind of cool stuff they can do with the game outside of Batman, and I think that was the central focus of designing this game. Without Batman, is like, all right, you have a whole Arkham series over that that you can still play. Like I just downloaded exactly. the Arkham. For free the other day i'm going to be playing that soon just because it's like yeah i do kind of have an itch to play with batman and it's like that's that that's that's a sign that the game is doing something well yeah. it's like yes you i would love to see him here but i understand and i accept why he's not in this game specifically so it's like yes we can we can protect gotham without bruce bruce is dead he's even more dead than he was at the start of the game mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like that's fine i get it and that's the beautiful thing about this not being an Arkham game, being its own universe. If they decide to do Arkham Eternal or something after the Suicide Squad game, they can go right back to having another Batman game in that same universe and Ass and nothing changes. Assume, you know assume, what I mean? Assume, well, we don't know what the hell is going on with Rockstead, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah but the, I mean, the, I'm, I'm interested to see what the... Uh, the founders do now that they're leaving it sounds like they're clearly starting their own uh development studio all over again but with the just just with the all the stuff that's been going on with uh w with warner discovery it is it's definitely making me nervous you know i i'm de it's, it definitely was giving me batgirl flashbacks <laughs> like thinking about oh, oh okay the the heads of the the co-founders of of rocksteady are abandoning are leaving the studio before Suicide Squad is even finished. That that makes me that makes me a bit nervous. <laughs> that's that's not. I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much thought into that though because that happened with Lego Star Wars. Um, you know, a lot of the people that were involved, like Arthur Parsons, or well, Lego Star Wars. To... Le Lego Star Wars, yeah, that was a bit. There. I mean, Lego Star Wars had some years of really messed up development. Yeah. Develop, yep. development yep. stuff so it makes sense that there was turnover there this one yeah but just but arthur parsons was tt games yeah for sure and even and even he left you know what i mean and uh yeah warner Bro i think that's another thing a lot of people forget warner brothers massive debt you know the fact that yeah. gotham knights even got here yeah that's what is amazing that's, that's what's <laughs> concerning me like people leaving studios that's one thing but in the context of this game the 
the game is not even done yet and Warner's literally cutting like I think they, they I saw articles saying they were spending a billion dollars on downsizing. You know, they're cutting all sorts of all sorts of stuff across the board. So that def that definitely made me a bit concerned about the future of Rocksteady and the status of the game. I hope I would hope it still comes out. But considering they're seem to be always looking always looking to cut stuff. I am a little, I'm a little worried. I mean, they seem to be more stable somewhat because, you know, now it seemed like they, they did the bulk of their downsizing and restructuring and, you know, they're, they're now they're building up their, their DC extended universe. You know, they, they're going forward with the flash. They, they hired James Gunn to, to come on at, as the, as their lead to, you know, to lead their whole direction. But the Rocksteady stuff, because they never really gave the game division when it comes to DC the the attention it deserves. Like the Arkham games have been incredible, but I mean, how 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 many times have we complained about how Marvel has a game has feels like they have a game coming out every few months, and there are so many DC characters that could that could carry a game, and all we seem to ever get is Batman. Yeah, I well, that's apparently the only character that exists, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even yeah, even like the Lego games were Lego Batman, you know what I mean? I got I um, got to hop out. My my parents made it in town way earlier than what they were supposed to. So <laughs> I'm going it's going to be pretty loud over here in a second. Okay. Um but, All right, um, well, thanks Uncle Kaz. Great, great show as always. Um chat, appreciate you guys coming through, hanging out with these guys and um they they got more to to go through. I um all right, casual. I, I got stuff to do. Any <laughs> business, boy? All right, bro. Have a good one. All right, see you next week. So, so I think the last thing that we really were going to talk about with Gotham Knights, anyway, was who do we want to see as a, a fifth character? You know? Oh, uh, oh, for sure. Like, uh, like I'm a, I'm a. So I've made it clear that I'm very much interested in the in the Teen Titans side of the of the Easter eggs. You know, seeing uh seeing Roy, Roy Harper and uh, knowing that Corey's around and Superboy's there I'm like that that gets me really pumped up but uh in the in the same vein uh, I, I would love I'd love to see Cassandra Kane pop up I think that 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 would be cool I definitely want more ladies especially with how well they did Batgirl I would love to see more ladies join the <laughs> join the roster for uh, for uh gameplay reasons of course yeah i'm sure um so here's here's a couple things uh in my chat earlier dread was there and i don't think i picked up on this but he's saying that uh cat cane is dead in this universe batwoman batwoman yeah like i don't think i picked kate Kane. i don't think i picked up on that i thought i saw because i, I remember in the trailer uh uh kate uh, I saw. I thought I saw her. She's on. I thought she was on the police force. That's that's the stepmother. She's the her no. stepmother is the police chief. No, the daughter. I remember. Okay, okay. Um, so I don't, I don't, uh, I didn't pick up on that because like when you're in Jacob Kane's office, mm -hmm. he has like a like a voicemail that he, you can listen to. Right. Uh, that's like a message to her. So I don't think 
I don't think she's dead, but he seems to believe that she is. Um, I also don't think Damian Wayne exists in this universe um, because obviously Batman is now dead. Yes. And Talia obviously never mentions him. That doesn't mean it's impossible, but I mean, I can't. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because that is, that does make me put that does bring bring up an interesting point because I remember people they, the I remember Patrick was asked about Damien, and he said he didn't want to spoil didn't want to spoil anything, but it would become clear uh, when you play the when you play the game what what the stats Damien is, and and after playing the game, um, um I guess. Or well, there wasn't really no Damien, but are are we supposed to just conclude that Talia and Bruce, even though they banged, they didn't have a kid? I think so because, and maybe maybe that's a DLC thing. Going to be a DLC. And, and in this case, Batman never got to meet Damien, mm -hmm. or it was like very secretive. That's a good that he existed. Hey, that's, that's a good story. Yeah, she has she has a kid. She doesn't tell Bruce about it. He grows. He grows. He's raised by by Talia to you know be a weapon or whatever, and he has resentfulness towards Bruce. He ends up in the Bat family. In the, in the Bat family, he comes. He ends up encountering them, and and uh, is really mad and and about about Batman and everything like that. And they have to and they clash and they they help him figure out who his father was and everything like that. That's a that's old DLC right there. That 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 honestly could be interesting so it's either that or he just flat out doesn't exist yeah, you know that. um obviously him and talia were a thing because she calls him my betrothed mm. and stuff like that so there there are things there with them he was, but he was definitely um, he was definitely hitting it yeah <laughs> um as far as who cheeks. i would want to see <laughs> i think uh cassandra kane is a good choice uh i would actually i feel like with lucius fox being there I feel like having his son, uh, Batwing, mm -hmm. I feel like that would be really good because, you know, a beloved, I thought it was betrothed that she said, but anyway. Um, Boomer. But yeah, well, I I think it would be good. I think I think Cassandra Kane and um, Lucas Fox, or, or yeah, um, Bat, Batwing would be great choices because not only in Cassandra's case you have a female character but you know she's asian and then with with uh batwing you have a black character and it adds a little bit more diversity and they're actual true characters to the bat family um that offers something i mean at least in, in the case of batwing offers something a little bit different um i think those would be uh really really cool you know I just want Cassandra for the cake. I don't care about the. the I I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. I mean, they could do that with Batwoman too. I guess. Divers um, diversify the cake. <laughs> or, yeah. More cake. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like um, Batwing would be perfect though, because like, you know, it gives another opportunity to establish him, mm. or even like Signal. You know, like I, I I just that's what I think. Or Huntress. And that's another thing. We obviously know that they're they are dealing with the birds of prey, mm -hmm. um, because you know we we see the black canary poster. Mm -hmm. Diana calls into Barbara a lot. Uh, so does uh, Helena. So you could also go the birds of prey route. And I do think I would like to make sure it stays street level though. So like when you talk about you know Starfire, I don't want Starfire in this game. Starfire, I don't. Starfire. I feel I feel like Superboy would uh could could. I wouldn't work. want that either. Could, could work. I mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
Red Hood literally flies around the city on his own farts. <laughs> I think I feel like they could make. Yeah, I think that's a little different though. And, and, and here I am saying Batwing, and I feel like Batwing has his own personal, you know, hovercraft <laughs> or whatever. So I get it. But I just want to fly. Keep it. He doesn't even have to fly. He could he could literally just jump like Red Hood does, except not on his yeah. own. Except now on his own farts. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't think I would end up liking the fart as much as I ended up liking it's it. It's very good. Yeah, but I actually think uh, now that I've used Nightwing's glider more, that's definitely the best uh, the best movement, if you will, because you can actually kind of go up and down. Yeah, yeah. Once I once I figure out the controls and make sure I can make it stay up in the air, I think that would, that that would be great because it's it moves at a pretty good speed. So that so I think that that and uh, Red Hood's jump leaping farts are the the best traversal <laughs> mechanics in the game. Night yeah. Ro Robin's teleport is just too slow for me i i agree i have not used it a lot i literally just unlocked it today um for the first time in either of my gameplays um but when i used it when i played it in the preview at the studio i wasn't feeling yeah, it yeah it's not it's not very it's not very but good. i've seen people use it well and it changed i think i i was watching um yeah lejeune is Lejeune playing uh, Robin a little bit? Yeah, he's playing Robin. He's a Robin. Yeah, I feel like I watched him like teleport into a stealth takedown a bunch of times. I so, was like, ooh. Actually, yeah, so the, that, that I was at, because that's what I was learning. Like when I unlocked his knighthood, I didn't even try the teleport. But what, once I got everyone to level 40, I uh, was like, oh, let me, uh, now to have all these extra skill points and it was level 40, let me go back to some of these other characters I've been collecting because I really wanted to play Robin initially. So I went back to Robin, got him some gear, and threw him, threw him some skill points and tried to play around with him, tested out the teleport. Traversal-wise, even chaining it together doesn't doesn't really, not, re not really is as good because you're, you're really not traveling that fast, but in terms of combat holy he has a he has an actual ability where if you use your ar to mark to mark an enemy like there's some conditions like you have to be in an open somewhat open area but you can use the ar to mark it to mark an enemy and you press triangle you press triangle and this and, and a light will appear over the enemy and he'll teleport to you and then you'll just do a takedown and I, yeah. I was literally break. I really broke up, broke, broke up a crime. It was like a hostage. It was like a bomb situation, and it was like in it taking place in the building. And I jumped. I was on the building on the opposite side across the way. I was just on the roof, and I would just literally teleport enemies one by one to my rooftop and just take them down until there was no one left to uh, defend the hostages. That's great. And then I just disarmed. <laughs> I disarmed all the bombs. <laughs> I. I... I unapologetically love this game. I mean, yeah, they gave me that duffel bag and, uh, <laughs> you know, they gave me the game and everything. But, like, I literally bought the $300 collector's edition. Sucker. I am getting something else, Bob got, uh, apparently. Bob got his for free. He got his collector's edition already. They sent it to him. Oh, hmm. I'm getting something else, I'm not, apparently. I'm not I'm not getting anything else. I got I got a code, but I got it through, through, a, a, through another another means i got to play on they didn't they didn't uh send me send me personally a code or anything like that so i don't get the special collector's edition but i still got the game for free so i'll take that <laughs> yeah I, I think i'm getting uh like some 
headphones Ooh. or something. Last thing I need is another he- set of headphones, though. You can. I just have got t- some from. Uh, you have Well, I just got some from Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, I've got like these WWE Astro A40s. I've literally used like twice. You gotta get some God of War ones too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anybody at Sony, so I'm not getting anything. But, um, but yeah, uh, what's in the collectors? Well, I can tell you that. Uh, you get this right here, uh, the Promethean New Guard uh, pack, which I don't really love Robins, but the other threes are, are fire. And then uh, you've got the statue. Very cool statue. It, it, it does not have a steel book. Um, it has like an LED book and the LED book sucks. I hate it. I don't I don't think anybody should ever use that again, but the statue is, is really dope. And obviously you get the deluxe edition of the game and, and stuff like that. So I'll put it back over there. But yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. That's that's a really cool statue. Um but yeah, I bought it. I probably could have gotten it, but you definitely could have gotten it. I think it. <laughs> I had already um when I was talking to them, I'm like, yeah, mine's coming tomorrow. I'm fine. I'll just I don't mind buying it. I mean, like I pre-ordered I, it months ago. <laughs> I mean, plus you got you re, you recouped your uh your your expenses with that that uh that Canadian duffel bag money. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, they did give me an Xbox and PlayStation code, um, and the collector's edition came with a physical hard copy of um the deluxe edition. So I think I'm just gonna like ask one of my friends if they want to buy it or something. Because like I don't I don't need it, you know. Yeah, like and, and it, I did I did pay for it, so I'm not it's like not unethical or anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, make it, make it, but uh, yeah, make make your bread. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's one other thing I was gonna say, uh, but boomer. Take your take your time, boomer. <laughs> I I forgot. Oh yeah, whatever. I forgot. Eh, whatever. It'll come to me. Yeah. Oh, Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> I pre-ordered from Walmart. <laughs> I let them ship it to me because it came with a steelbook, and then I returned the game and kept the steelbook. Oh, you're well. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we, we want so edgy. Jay, Jay Shockblast living on the edge. <laughs> yeah, living dangerously. Uh, I'm playing on both platforms. I I have. I'm like almost like 100 completion on Xbox. But like they don't give you a, a shiny platinum trophy. So I've decided I would rather just get the platinum trophy mm. first and then go back and mop up yeah. on Xbox. I've been t- so I've been taking my time. I like I wanted to get to the level cap of 40 and then start looking for gear and everything like that. I still haven't completed the side the side missions. Like I I just did my Batgirl playthrough, went right to New Game Plus. So on so on my second playthrough, I think once I finish the story of Red Hood, I, I'm gonna go through and do the side villain crimes and just because I'm, I'm like this is a this is a game that I that I think I can get a lot a lot of mileage out of so so I'm not just going to rush through I can do I can uh, play do streams where I'm doing the Harley stuff with the freeze and the clay face and everything and get my characters leveled up and and uh, build out properly for the heroic assault and I'm and I'm just going to I'm just gonna take it, you know, one step, one step at a time. No, no need to rush. I've been picking up collectibles as I'm, as I'm going along, and just enjoying the ride. Like the game is, game is fun. I have every collectible, 
Of course you do. On both on both consoles. I, I haven't even tried to get them all to be honest. I've just been finding a bunch of them just just yeah. exploring and trying to I've been the harder part is trying to get th- that freaking nymph metal. Like, <laughs> like Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's like I, I don't know if you've had this issue, but like Gotham's most wanted is the best way to get it. Yeah. But like I keep like I I keep going like I'll look and if I don't have enough stuff, like you can look and see like what uh premeditated crimes there are and everything and like if they're not very hard i'm like i don't even bother anymore yeah like and because they have to be the very hard ones for the gotham's most wanted to be there but if you can get them like when you defeat one of them you're gonna get enough instrumental to like to do probably one and a half you know legendaries here's one tip i want to give everybody that i learned the hard way today so there's a crafting challenge that a lot of people might have already completed to get the uh, the Cobra, the Deathstroke, and the Aquaman colorways. Um, and you have to craft either like incendiary or toxic or whatever uh, gear pieces. It can only be incendiary. It can't be like team up incendiary or anything like that. Because earlier I crafted a team up toxic piece mm-hmm. thinking I was going to get the Cobra colorway and I didn't get it uh, because it was a team up toxic mm. and it doesn't tell you that anywhere and I don't know if that's the way it's supposed to be or if that's a mistake so just be careful because that nth metal is you know hard to come by you know you can keep doing penguins quest and it'll give you 20 at a time and after like six weeks you'll finally be able to craft something <laughs> like but uh it, yeah it's it's really basically that or the gotham's most wanted yeah, actually, which do respawn yeah i did i definitely did i did one on stream earlier but i don't think i got i didn't get any nip metal but uh but the gotham's most wanted i did i did no i did a very hard I did a very difficult oh, one yeah so you have to like find one of the so in the um challenges there's a gotham's most wanted mm. and there's like these random stupid looking you know named people and when you go in, you'll spot them and their name will appear over their head. It'll almost look like, you know, somebody joined your game, mm-hmm. but they're a baddie, yeah. you know? And when you find them, like, because I think I did, like, probably, like, 20-plus very hard ones. I was getting kind of frustrated, um, and I didn't find any. And then right before the stream, I found one, and I think I got, like, 400-plus nth metal out of it. That's it? I got, like, 300 from Penguin right every time you go to him though yeah you, you only get 20 every time you go to penguin uh, well, that's what i've been getting anyway well i i, I haven't i haven't been uh i haven't been doing it uh, I, don't, I don't know i haven't been uh doing i've been trying to i've been still going through the story and trying to find penguin again but the only i had i think i had like uh i didn't have enough nymph metal to craft my my legendaries i think i i think i had like 400 and all of that i got from doing one penguin quest right i think the first one yeah. he gives you a lot and then but uh, then after that the recurring he only gives you 20. He only gives you 20 so the that. yeah like i was watching lejeune lejeune had like four thousand nth metal so like he must be like literally just reload he must be on night 732 or something um because i don't know yeah, he's what been, i'm hoping he's though farming like he's like crazy yeah and what i'm hoping is that once this uh heroic assault comes out like that's one of the rewards you get you know is you get some of that nth metal and stuff like that yeah so i haven't been going hard farming it quite yet because i because i was just trying to 
get to level 40 and then and then uh, do the do a second the story playthrough but now now that um i'm at 40 i'm gonna do i'm gonna finish the story playthrough and then i'm gonna focus on on grinding out that that metal so i can have my bills ready for for her assault because I, I have some cool legendaries but uh i can't i can't afford to do anything with them yeah yeah well that's that that was the annoying part is i crafted the suit thinking i was gonna get the cobra colorway which is a kind of a cool colorway right um and i'm also trying to unlock them all so i can like do a video and stuff um but <laughs> i didn't get it so uh no you yeah can't, uh no you can't get level 40 without new game plus that right you gotta you gotta do new game plus is how you unlock it yeah well, I think we've uh, pretty much tapped everything with Gotham Knights. Uh, what, what else we got? Is there anything else? Well, I, I, well uh, funny enough, we covered this uh, story. Did you see Black Adam? I did finally see Black Adam. Okay, so we can actually talk about Black Adam. Yes. And uh, uh, I, I liked it. We it was okay. We touched on DC a little bit. We can do that. Let's do that right now. Let's, let's do it because we, yeah, yeah. we didn't get to do a picture. So uh, Black Adam was, the, was aggressively okay. And yeah, the, what, I agree with that. What 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 killed me though is that it could it would have been better if they had spoiled the damn movie <laughs> like yeah like i'm watching a movie and i'm like okay i'm going into it the rock himself already spoiled the henry cavill cameo so i'm like okay well i have that look to forward to and then i'm and then i'm i'm watching it and they're like and he's like oh yeah and then and his son his son rises. His son rises up and and becomes black and becomes the Black Adam. And he leads the he leads his uh, people. He brings down the king. And he's, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. In the trailer, his son his son dies, and he's and he's trying to get revenge. That's why he's black. I'm like, I'm like, it, it, it was like I thought. I'm like, am I misremembering? Am I am I going crazy? Then at the end, they yeah. they'd be like, oh, it's a twist. Actually, his son died. I'm like, no shit. You told us in the fucking trailer. <laughs> I'm like, what, like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you? Why would you put that in the trailer? <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I. It was not the best. Like, I. I feel like a lot of times we don't agree on a lot of stuff, but I think we're lockstep on this. Yeah. It was, like it wasn't a great movie, but no. it was a fun movie. Yeah, it was like it did. It was enjoyable. It was dumb. Yeah. It was your dumb blockbuster movie, yeah, you yeah. know? And that and the, the the reason why I enjoyed this so much is cuz I, I think I tweeted something to this to this that it was dumb, it was loud and I and I loved it. Like it was like the the, the stuff from Mar from Disney for me let the last few years has been so up with a few exceptions has been just so aggressively awful that it was kind of refreshing to to go in and just see kind of a dumb old school <coughs> action movie like it reminded me kind of the mummy remember those uh yeah, yeah, yeah. brendan fraser cgi <laughs> the, was bad though the, there was definitely some cringe cgi there was some yeah. there was some cringe dialogue yeah. But it was a movie. Where... I uh, I didn't like uh, like interweaving the little boy on the the skateboard all the time. But yeah, he was he was. It a, is what it is. A, he was a very bad actor. But yeah. I, I, but I was like, I, but the the appeal of the movie was that it didn't try to it didn't try to do too much. It knew exactly what it was. You're you're here to see the rock, blow some stuff up, punch some punch some stuff. You're, you're here to see superheroes do superhero stuff. You want it. You want to see uh, the bad guys get punished, the good guys win, 
it they you don't want to be lectured you don't want to be talked down to you just want to turn your brain off for a couple hours and watch and watch some some men in tights punch each other and that's pretty much what it was they didn't they didn't try to they didn't try to they they was they were trying to be as inoffensive as possible they didn't try to make any political statements they didn't they didn't do anything spectacular you know they didn't try to elevate the material they just like we we'll throw in every superhero trope there is and here you go <laughs> the one thing i didn't love i liked aldous hodge yeah aldous, the, Ho- aldous hodge yeah. i like him I love Pierce Brosnan's uh, Doctor Fate. I thought he was. Great. I did not like that Hawkman. I did did not feel like Hawkman. It felt like it could be anybody else. It felt like they tried to make him like T'Challa, you yeah, know, they kind only of a little bit more of a dick. Um, and I don't. It's not even like uh like a race thing because Hawkman like dies and he's reborn. Yeah. And he's freaking Egyptian at the start. So like I don't like him being black doesn't matter to me. Like, but the actual I'm characterization. Not, yeah. yeah like i just felt like because like, i like hawkman i'm a big hawkman fan and i i didn't love the way that he played hawkman and i don't think it's his fault like that's the direction they wanted mm. i just didn't love that hawkman you know what i mean yeah i totally yeah i totally i totally feel you like he's very different than i've seen him in other incarnations i thought that was a interesting choice but it, it kind of felt like they were trying to they're they're trying to reinvent. They turned him into Bruce Wayne. Yeah, they're trying to kind of reinvent the DC EU yeah. and try to be. Uh, it definitely felt like they were kind of kind of be Marvel esque. You know, you got you know you got you got the uh, you you got Iron you, you got Iron Man, <laughs> Black Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and listen, like it's whatever. I don't think most people are even going to think about it because you know Hawkman's a major character in the DC universe and everything. But you gotta be like super nerd yeah, DC not. actual comic fan yeah. to really be a big Hawkman fan. Like I just I remember like honestly one of my earliest memories in life was uh, when I lived in Hawaii. I was we were in Hawaii from like eighty three to eighty five. So like we're talking super young Jay. But like Hawkman like was one of the first action figures I can remember having, and I've just always loved Hawkman. You know because of that toy. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, and I just remember being in Hawaii in our hotel room, having Hawk Hawkman, you know. Um, so like, I don't know. I just that was honestly the only thing, and it's probably because I do like the character and I am a little bit more familiar with him. Totally makes it sense. really felt force, like what they were doing, you know. I think it also helped didn't help that like they kind of they kind of made the mistake that that uh this that we saw with the snyder with some of the snyder movies where where they didn't it felt like they didn't give the movies time like the it was like they were just rushing to beat with to compete with the mcu instead of building all these characters up in you know multiple films and everything like that they try to just kind of throw everything in there like like we've never heard of the justice society at all in in the dcu they've never popped up at all and no no clues whatsoever and and then all of a sudden they they're we find we get in the black adam movie and there's like by the way the justice society is working with amanda waller and they're going to go and like and, and it's like and amanda waller can apparently call superman now so it's like 
You know, yeah, yeah, it, it, that was weird. It's just slap all this stuff in the movie. Like if we had, it was the problem. That was the problem with the with Batman v Superman. It's like okay, you step, you start your your DCEU. You know, you got your Man of Steel, great, great job. But then you you do your follow up as a Batman versus Superman crossover that also introduces Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg, and and those in the Death of Superman arc. And that was like. It's it's too it's too much right away. Yeah. It's it's too much in one movie. Yeah, I, I there's I think they did a little Justice Society stuff in like Stargirl, you know? Yeah, it's, like but that's really it. Yeah, and that's not and that's not even the DCEU canon. Like like right. like well but, te- in a in a way in a in a yeah. way because only because of that one scene in the flat in that CW Flash crossover where Ezra Miller and Grant Gustin got to meet, so technically they are part of the same multiverse yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah they they but in terms of you know direct connection they they're they're not directly connected at all that's where that's really the just the just society in stargirl also was completely different from the one in the dcu right 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 in dcu anyway so it's like like there's really no build up here and you introduce us to four new characters two of which you know hawkman and dr fate have this long relationship that we're that we don't really that doesn't, understand doesn't really make sense because again that's something you build off maybe a show or a separate separate movie but we're told that they just have this whole thing and the movie because it's mainly focused on action and also trying to establish an origin story for a black adam and all this other stuff, there's really no time to develop all these other characters so it's like okay well you have you have you know adam smasher and and a uh, cycle cyclo is just like yeah they're just there and then you, yeah and then you have hawkman and fate and you know they have this this whole dynamic but you get very brief cl- glimpses of it because you know you got to get to this action scene where black to you know black adam has to you know throw somebody a hundred feet in the air <laughs> so it's like it, the the characterization a lot of times suffered you know it, it's still shown through at least pierce brosnan's performance i, I hope they do more with the with his character uh, going going for it. I don't know if they signed Pierce because he was only going to do it once, but I would love to see maybe a, maybe a show. I mean, the Peacemaker they they kind of did that. They introduced Peacemaker with the Suicide Squad, and then they gave him his own spinoff show. So maybe we get a. I will I would definitely watch a Doctor Fate spinoff show with uh, Pierce Brosnan. One hundred percent. I mean, I think he's dead, dead though. And I think he knew that would happen. The, the, but the funny thing is, they, The Rock also hinted that he's not even. Dead. <laughs> so, so, okay. so apparently all right I think, cool i think he says something like it's not it, nothing is as it seems so apparently he's not really dead yeah all right well <laughs> um there, there's a younger person that in the comics took over for pierce's character anyway but i i thought the dr fate stuff was really cool like a lot of people i loved the Hawkman stuff in general, like the action of Hawkman yeah. was really, really on point. The costume was on point. Um, like I said, I like Aldous Hodge. He's really cool. Um, and it's funny. His brother just ended up on uh, FBI Most Wanted. So it's kind of interesting. That's a show I watched with my wife. Um, Boomer. And it's interesting seeing them both, you know, do their thing. <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see what where they can go with it, you know. Um, very interesting, especially now that we've got this kind of reshuffling of how the DC universe 
is going to work with the movies with James Gunn kind of yeah. at the helm. The balance of power has indeed shifted. <laughs> it, it certainly has. Um, also, uh, his wife was in Black Adam. Um, she was in Peacemaker. I can't think of her name, but her character—you you, know—she's—he's married to. Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, the one that like is basically the super serious. The blonde. Uh, yeah. And Peacemaker. Yeah, and she was also in Black Adam when they dropped him off at that like place in the middle of the oh. Arctic. Oh no. Uh that's actually James Gunn's wife. Oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, like it, I I think he could be serious, but like I know that he's been kind of a little little he's kind of like a better taika in a lot of ways much better yeah i, I think that's yeah. a great way to put it because uh james gunn like i felt i felt like the only the only the only uh most of the sequels in the mcu are garbage or much worse than the originals to some degree and the only exceptions oh, in terms of that's why we see a lot we've seen a lot of shakeup. but the times we've had continuity that worked We've, it's been because of James Gunn and Ord Russo's, and I I, so I feel like that uh, having James Gunn like take take not even just be a director, but you know like empower other creators and just kind of shape the direction. I think he can do that well because I mean, who who would have predicted that Guardians of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy would be a billion dollar film franchise? Like nobody. Even the heart. I mean, well, you come on. I'm like literally wearing a Nova hoodie right now. Okay, yeah, like re- real- I, I was realistically. I, I all right. I mean, I think, I think Marvel can turn any character into a billion dollar franchise at this point if they try hard enough. But um, before, I mean, man. But before, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I get that. I get Mar- that. Because Marvel movies I, used to be terrible. What, well, it's kind of funny because, like, in my Facebook memories, I'm pretty sure. Like in 2014, they were like just announcing phase two and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is on there. And like, I just remember very distinctly when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, like not a lot of people were excited about it, but I was like stoked because I freaking love Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, like one of my my favorite Marvel storyline is Annihilation and in Annihilation, the, the new modern Guardians of the Galaxy kind of formed like with Nova bringing star lord together with rocket and gamora and stuff like that so like i i like massive guardians fan because of all that but i understand what you're saying like a lot of people weren't that way uh maybe it was yesterday whatever yeah, and ja- oh, oh no it was but uh but james gunn i thought he 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 was uh put put on that and he's he had the vision and he was able to bring he was able to bring those characters to the big screen and make them accessible now my wow now uh, i thought the the game did a much better job with the characters but i thought yeah i thought james gunn definitely did 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 a great job so having him it's it's having him like kind of lead the dcu i think will definitely steer it in a better direction it's kind of funny i doubt you can see it but uh there's the picture i was talking about like right there you can't it's kind of blurry extraordinary but yeah but it's kind of funny looking at this May 6, 2016, Captain America Serpent Society. I forgot that it was called that at some Serpent point. Society. Casual don't <laughs> no. Casual don't even joke about Taika 
directing <laughs> directing a super <laughs> i was just gonna ignore it so, november 7th <laughs> tell me a joke about no, that. november 7th 2018 in humans oh my god starring family i honestly tiger tiger just needs to, to not direct anything anymore Supergirl stuff for a while yeah he needs, he needs to take but, yeah anyway isn't he trying to do star wars now like uh, every Lost. yeah i heard i heard he was just supposed to be doing some star wars stuff uh i i'm cr- i'm cringing thinking about it because every time i think of taika now i think of either love and thunder being terrible and and how he was uh he was doing some star wars press and he asked because he's supposed to be doing a star wars project and he asked natalie portman if she'd ever been in a star wars movie before <laughs> oh great start <laughs> and and I thought, and I was just thinking, yeah, perfect, perfect choice, Disney, to direct the Star Wars project. Uh, uh, I could honestly see, um, I, I could honestly see him being joking when he does, when he said that, though. So, but I don't know. I don't. No, he wasn't. I don't jo- know the he, context. He, he wasn't. He no. wasn't joking. He actually forgot Nally Port <laughs> was in <laughs> several Star Wars films. <laughs> Yeah, very prominent, I mean, very prominently. She, she, she might be a very important character <laughs> in the whole arc. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, what yeah. About I, I'm not done with Andor. I actually, uh, actually just caught up on Andor today. I was, nice. I, I had missed a couple. I've weeks. enjoyed it. I think I'm like five episodes mm-hmm. in, and I watched like the first three episodes of Tales of the Jedi or Tales whatever. I, yeah, it is. I, ju- I just started. Yeah, Tales of the, to the Jedi. It's really good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so so far but i like i like it Andor to me is like it's it's very it's very solid but uh i think it, it i think it shows how disney star wars is like really kind of struggling like the best the so far the best content they've really produced have involved non-popular characters and and rogue stories one. like rogue yeah the best the best disney star wars movie is is Rogue One the best Boba Fett show or project? Is the Mandalorian, which has nothing to do with Boba Fett. <laughs> I was like, yeah. and the bet and their best uh, outside of the Mandalorian, their best show has been like, well, to me, uh, I love Visions because uh, you know I thought the anime is brilliant, but live action yeah. like Andor is Andor and Mando. It's not even close. Like it's yeah, it, but it's like it, but Andor suffers from like lack of attention because it's like yeah it's a solid show but it's not spectacular enough for you to be like oh my god you have to go you have to go see this and all and it doesn't have like there's no jedi in it you know there are no big name characters or characters mainly that you were introduced to in rogue one so it's just like disney star wars has is having a hard time you know really bringing bringing in people for these for these pro, for these projects because the big name stuff they did have you know fell flat in their face yeah i um i have to get caught up on andor i've been meaning to um especially because the lego star wars uh character pack 2 is coming out on tuesday oh, you gotta get and uh yeah so there's like a bunch of new characters and everything um and it's funny i'm getting like two packages this week from wb one for gotham knights and one for lego star wars mm-hmm. And they're actually sending me one of the Andor Lego sets, uh, so that's kind of cool. I like I like um, blanking on his name, but I like the guy that plays Andor. He's he's really cool. 
Yeah, he uh, he uh, gets into Diego some, Luna. He gets he's a uh, he gets into some stuff in uh, the later episodes, so you'll definitely uh, enjoy. Yeah, it. I the last I saw, um, it was when they invaded the they stole all the the credits yeah. from the bunker or whatever. That was the last episode I saw, so I gotta I gotta get caught up because i was really enjoying it rogue one like was just incredible yeah the, my problem with andor is that like it's very it's very it has this uh, pattern where it's very slowly builds and it will pay off well but the build is pretty slow and that's like consistent throughout the all these episodes and it could be made better if they kind of trim some of the fat because some of these episodes could have definitely been condensed into one. And I, I yeah, I, I got that vibe off like the first three episodes. Um, and the thing is, is that I think that's like kind of the pattern with all these Disney plus shows because they're, they're definitely like stretching scenes out uh, because like you're only going to get so much for like five bucks a month or whatever it is, you know, and you've got all these like massive things they're putting together and like all of it for a pretty affordable price. So, you know, I think that's kind of what they're doing with it is I mean, it's Di- you know, it's Disney. Like, like come on. Like the re- I get it. The, re- the reason why it's sick, the reason why Disney started off so low compared to the other streaming services is because they weren't starting with original content. They were starting with a massive catalog of content you've probably seen from your childhood or, or stuff like that. That was kind of the trade-off. You're getting you're getting a you're getting this you buy into the streaming platform now but and you get to relive you know nostalgia and all this other cool shit but also they're develop they're aggressively developing new stuff yeah. to add to the platform more new disney new marvel and they've done that but the results have <laughs> yeah i i think it's there is still a trade-off though because like i don't know uh, when when disney plus came out my wife and I found like a, a deal to get three years worth and it averaged out to like $3 a month. <laughs> so yeah. we paid off three straight years yeah, for $3 a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cause they were just trying, and, cause they were just trying to get people in the door. Exactly. And, and, and they're at a certain point, you know, I, I want them to make the best content they can. Um, but I, I also have seen the trend where, you know, they're using these, like they if you ever watch any of the documentary stuff on the mandalorian they show off the sound stage they use mm-hmm. um and it's like this is a big massive sound stage and apparently it really helped where they couldn't go on location for covid and stuff like yeah. that and like they're just doing a lot of that type of stuff see I, and my, my thing is i will never give a because because like i'm i'm pretty passionate about you know cre- the create the creative movie shows and stuff like that i'll never give especially a a big corporation a pass for low quality work yeah. for low quality work because i know from experience like i know i personally know independent filmmakers i've seen a lot of incredibly talented stuff from people that make a uh, youtube shorts short films and projects and stuff like that i know that you can make good stuff without spending you know a hundred million dollars like one of my right. to this day one of my favorite shows of all time started out as a web series. It, it, it ended up being picked up by Hulu. It's it's called The Booth at the End. And 
the entire premise of the show was that there was this guy there was this guy he, there was this guy who sits at, who sits in the same booth at this diner and you go to him for a favor you would you, if you have a wish you you go to him you would ask for it and he can make your stuff come true but there was always a cost and the and the show took place over multiple by uh showing multiple people come in and ask him for these favors and then people will come in later and there would be previous people and we find out like a lot of how a lot of these people ended up connecting it was it was like supernatural but very grounded the entire show took place in this same place in this one diner in this one booth pretty much and it was incredibly compelling and in, and incredibly well done and i can't imagine it cost that much to put together because it was literally in one location you had one main actor and you would just have someone come in you had some you just need some background extras and you had some person come in as the person of the week that would be asking for the favor so i know if you have creative people who who are good at their jobs you can put out some good stuff disney would that work as a star wars property for you though would it work as a star wars property anything anything could work if you not maybe not that specific scenario yeah, yeah. scenario obviously because that was a very specific scenario right and a very yeah, in, very intricate storyline but uh, but i'm saying you can do great you can do a lot with less like one of my favorite episodes of euphoria was wasn't any of the crazy you know stuff with the with the drugs and everything it was it, it was a it was the holiday special where where ruth and her sponsor are sitting in a diner having having a conversation uh, about ruth and her sobriety and that just shows that if you have if you just have talented actors you have really good writing you can it can it can make up for not having a lot of flashy stuff going on and i feel like the problem with disney is that they don't really take these projects seriously they put people in the, in 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 positions to make these projects that have no business being there and they just throw some money at it and not even enough money anymore like you know she hawk notoriously had budget problems and they just shit the product out <laughs> and then it, yeah. it's like here i think <laughs> that's starting to catch up with them though um, it definitely is. And we'll see. We'll see. I think that, like, you know, the quality is definitely, like, it's it's seen. And I, I'm hoping that they can take a step back and make sure that they are, you know, making the proper investments and, and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially, I mean, especially now that, you know, James Gunn has, has moved on to DC. Like, I, I think DC now, if DC doesn't fumble the bag, they can definitely be a legitimate challenge to the MCU now because you know if Marvel's quality doesn't improve and Disney and DC's does then we could see an actual shift in the balance of power <laughs> in terms of the we'll see. in terms of the in terms of the cinematic hierarchy because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the phases of Marvel some of the stuff they have coming up and I'm like okay some of this could be good some of this looks bad and the big their bigger stuff like um like i think what was it the secret wars movie they they're getting the loki guy to uh the guy who who wrote uh multiverse of madness and loki 
to uh do to do secret wars i think i i remember him they announced him uh doing doing the script and and i was just thinking why why is this guy doing a major avengers project he the script for multiverse of madness was dog water and it, and it just it just made me think like Disney maybe they aren't learning really what we the lessons that we were hoping they would they would take away from Phase Four, and the product is just going to get mediocre from here. So this so DC should definitely uh def be on be on the lookout to uh to get better. Like Shazam looks looks terrible. Six looks horrible. Uh, was our uh, Flash is probably going to be a disaster. <laughs> But yeah, but they're on. But it looks like they're going in the right direction. Like they're bringing back Henry. Yeah, I think they're bringing they're they're bringing back Ben. Uh, I think Adam Black Adam was solid. So I think they have a foundation. The Suicide Squad was great. They they have a they have a foundation they can go for with. And now they have some creatives that that uh, have some that have some credibility to to kind of guide this thing. So I think I think the potential is there. I, I, I think Henry and Ben are definitely keepers. Gail Godot, I, I wouldn't be upset. I like her. I wouldn't be upset if they were if they got a new Wonder Woman. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah, I I I'm glad you brought up Shazam because that movie looks oh, oh looks off. I like and I liked the I really did like the first I did one. too. The second really one looks off. The second one looks awful. <laughs> it does look really bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll see though. I'll, I'll still see it. I mean, we're gonna get Black Panther soon too. The eleventh, I think, right? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm 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 going to see Black Panther because I'm I have to. I'm black, but yeah. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably going to skip Shazam too. I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely skipping Aquaman too. <laughs> oh really? I loved Aquaman. Honestly, I loved Aquaman. I can't I can't support Amber Heard. <laughs> I don't. She's one person in the movie. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like not. honestly, I, I get that, but like I don't care. I know. I know. I know. I'm not supporting her. I'm supporting. Uh, Jason Momoa. I know we don't care, but I didn't really care about Aquaman to begin with, and like uh, the, the fact that the fact that they just would bring her in after all this, all the stuff they pulled, I'm just like, I, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm just, well, I, I feel you. I understand. I I don't know. Um, I'm I don't I don't know if we have any other topics at this point, or well, we did have a small update about about uh the uh, Helena Taylor thing of. <laughs> Apparently, I, I I didn't read too much into it, but I uh, saw Paul Tassi. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Bayonetta, right? Bayonetta three, yeah. So apparently, yeah, yeah. apparently she she made a she read a list of uh I saw Paul Tassi tweet this. Apparently, she made a list of uh charities that she said you should donate to instead of uh buying Bayonetta three, and apparently one of the charities that she recommended you buy into so uh pays to put up anti-abortion uh billboards so uh, big <laughs> so now she's getting dragged all over social media on top of being up uh, being outed as apparently uh a fibber <laughs> so so that mm. that that didn't turn out that didn't turn out too well for her apparently you just hit 25k i did we had 20 we just hit 25k i thought we would do i, would, I assume we do it on stream uh because we were like real close Oh, we we are at twenty five k. Thank, thank you, Direct Nation. Congrats. We are, we are uh, only five k away from thirty. The big three zero. Yeah. Um. So next week, uh, if I'm on, it will probably be late. Um. I am going to Rhode Island Comic Con next week. 
on Friday. Uh, so it's like three to nine in Providence. I don't know if I'm going to run into Tricks Ridiculous or not, but um, I don't know that I'll be there all day. I should hopefully be back in time, but just a heads up. I am going to be meeting Jin Sakai. Uh, that is on the docket. And uh, Yuri uh, Lowenthal. Did I say it right? You did. Spider-Man. Take plenty of pictures. Um, Take plenty of pictures. And the number one person I am so excited to meet, Mr. Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. So those, those are my three people. Uh, there's a lot of great people there. But those are the three people I am going out of my way uh, to meet. Definitely take plenty of pictures of Stephen Amell for the culture. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so hyped to meet uh, Jin Sakai's actor. Um, obviously, I've got that huge uh, statue behind me. You should, so you should bring it with you. And ask, <laughs> ask him to sign it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 my brother is showing me on his Instagram that he also has it. Um, so yeah, I will definitely at least bring a picture because that thing is heavy and I spent, uh, $1,400 on it. So Money. I'm not bringing it anywhere. Money well spent. I don't, I don't even want to move it from where it is. Yeah. And it's the last item of that sort that I'm, I'm buying anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I, so I, I, if I'm, I might be a little late, but, good. uh, cause Providence is like an hour away. But uh, okay. I don't know that we'll be there the whole time. My brother and I are going to go and get there right when they open and try to bang out everything we need to do and then just get out. <laughs> I'll go me, but, me and Casual or Morgan Cable of handling it without without the white man. Wow. <laughs> Always got to bring it to that. <laughs> Damn right. But uh, but if if, if uh, casual is up to something as well, we could always just move it to nine. So that's not, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Not, a, not a big deal. So I think we, I think we could wrap it up because I I want to eat a I want to eat a nice sandwich and uh, watch watch some more Star Wars and uh, we uh, we covered all the topics uh, another fun show I got to dunk on LeBron and that was the highlight you were very <laughs> excited about that I was extremely excited about that and I yeah, I, I don't I think, think I've seen you one. as excited about anything that we're gonna cover uh, anytime recently I he's like love... in the DMs he's like hey. Can we talk NBA? I want to shit on LeBron. I love, I love it. I regret nothing. I love talking shit about LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, it's my, yeah. it's, it's one of my passions. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, having a chance I, to, I'm in for that. Having a chance to talk about how terrible the Lakers are, wonderful. We we, we can try to pick this in once a week. <laughs> just update, love it. just updates on how terrible the Lakers are. Just a general NBA update, but. Appreciate the Celtics choke to the Cavs tonight. So night. Oh, mm. oh not, no more great news. Nice, nice. All right. So <sighs> thanks everyone. Uh Lucky Raygun, Eastwood, Ryder, Ryder, Capte, Jet Slayer. Appreciate everyone. Divine Shine, Anthology, everyone, uh, for hanging hanging out with us. Thank you again for 25k, uh 26k by tomorrow. Congrats, might, congrats. Might not even be an exaggeration because we were literally at 24k yesterday. So <laughs> um, that's a we are definitely averaging a thousand subs a day at this point so let's uh keep the let's keep the momentum going all the way all the way up to 100k even let's uh see how far we can take this train i'm so that, that plaque yes sir i'm so the gamer i am jay shock blast I, i'm casual avenger signing <laughs> i'm casual avenger <laughs> Sorry. i can't i need to work on my casual avenger impression that was that was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, I, I could not have done better. So. <laughs> uh, let, let, let me show. Let, 
What, what up, guys? Cash back again. No, I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta practice. All right, all right guys. I'll see. We'll see you next time.